<laughs> yes, it's Monday. It is time for the show that you didn't know that you loved so much, but you fell in love with it. I don't know how the algorithms found you because you're not sharing it. You're not telling anybody like we told you. You're good, obedient, rated HR fans. And we love you. This is just between us, folks. This is uh, Hawaiian Ryan. And Tina. And this is us talking to ourselves in front of you. That's what this is. Uh, our last podcast, it was so great, by the way. I love it. It's so healing. Every time we do it, I know we love it. A few of you guys, hardcore people of the show, you guys expressed to us how you love it, and that's all we care about. We have this small little uh, family. Um, I do want to say just real quick before we get started into this whole new world of topics and things that we're, this the show always leads us to talk about. And leads to a great, you know, version of self therapy for us. Uh, our friend of ours, Trina, shout out to Trina, just became a therapist. <laughs> and congratulations, congratulations Trina. Trina. We, Get we, your money. yeah, I love it. And I just want to reiterate something that we did say on the last podcast, but I, I, you know, I hope it didn't get lost in this other thing we were saying, which is fuck therapists. I wasn't saying, <laughs> I wasn't saying like all therapists. I meant like in my particular experience experience fuck therapist like the ones i happen to what's up zach here <laughs> he we says, go oh shit exactly here we go. <laughs> get ready get ready to let it all out untangle the darkness of the world because we so we come to do we come to solve all the world's problems right. in our own head okay which is where it all lies really um so yeah there's so many people out there who have wonderful therapists zach is one of them i think so it's like do your do what you do you boo boo <laughs> like you know if someone in your life Life thinks they need a professional therapist from BetterHelp or from somewhere else, someone like Trina, someone like Zach's therapist, and it's helping you out. I just want to say right here officially, you know, that of course do that, obviously. Right. You know, whatever is working, whatever is helping, you know, um, like anything else, right? You have to do the cost benefit analysis. How much right. am I paying for it? Well, well, how also, much am I getting out of it? Also, it, maybe stuff. it's not just the one thing. There's right. like I think that was kind of our point too, right? right that there's right. many forms of therapy. So many forms. And, and don't right. think that just paying someone to tell you what to do or or right, try right. to help you, you know, right, right. sift through things. Right, maybe right. that's not the only way or, I, or the yeah. best way. I was that's just all. giving like an alternate way of looking at it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, totally. By the way, uh, we're not, are we up yet? We're not up yet. But Zach's not on here, so that's good. Yeah, oh, there it is. There it is. It was just a little bit late. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, chime in, jump in, uh, say what's up, comment. This is a live conversation, uh, yeah. and we are anywhere that you you know you want to find podcasts. We're on a bunch of sure. stuff. We do this, you know, distributor does it to like Twitch. Even it goes to Amazon, Apple, oh, iHeartRadio. Download that. the iHeartRadio yeah. app. That's my favorite one because I am biased and I work for them. <laughs> Download the app and listen to the Sam and Ryan show yeah. uh, on 939 The Beat. I do every morning. Yeah. So, I heard you, know. you guys this morning. I was like, mm, mm, mm. Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> We're going to get to that because a couple of topics came okay. up. Or you want to just start with the topic before we go into the topic that we described? Up to you. Uh, I mean, it's all. Yeah, why don't we? Why don't we talk about okay. it? So this morning on the show, uh, uh, you know. The question of the day. Okay. Well, well it wasn't really a question no, of the day, it right? It no. started out with a, a rumor that uh, Pete Davidson, after breaking up with Kim Kardashian, is now hooking up with 81-year-old Martha Stewart. Thoughts, Tina? Go. Well, first of all, 
she already came out and said, right, that that was that was not true. Okay, we didn't know that at the time that right. we were talking about it. So right, okay, right, right. but okay. But um, your your co-host, right, 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 was, right. Uh, was making some statements that I was just like, whoa, like like relax a little bit because she was saying it was, um, you know, talking about the difference in age and like dating younger or older, right, right, and. Um, she said that uh, that there was a guy on the new movie Bullet Train, right? Who has hey, what's happening? I don't see. know the profile. I can't read it, but what up? It's like oh, just a oh, bunch of letters. It's VM. Maybe that's one of Elon <laughs> Musk's kids. Welcome. Oh, this is Twitch. Welcome. Oh, okay, what's up? It's Twitch. Okay, cool. So we know see? it's working on Twitch. Okay, that's <laughs> nice. I've never had a comment from Twitch. I didn't know that. Well, thank you. What's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so, so we're talking so, about age differences in dating, specifically 81-year-old Martha Stewart with Pete Davidson. She right. said that's not true, but we're talking about right. it. Right. So then she went on to say about um, this, one of the um, the actors on Bullet Train. Right. Um he is his wife is 26 years older than him and she was like ew well okay (laughs) look first of all that's that's gonna be a very common response from a lot of people she was just being honest uh sure yeah so we're talking about age difference between martha stewart and pete davidson's not even 30 so it's like 29 28 and 81 is the dating difference that's what we're talking about i think well when she first mentioned she i think she mentioned that one like this next segment right it was first she's talking about the bullet train thing and the guy was so young and that maybe like he started dating her when he was he was like like 19 when and she was 26 year old, years, years older, older than him and, and they're still married they have a couple of kids yeah, now yeah and they have a couple kids right, now right 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 so and then she is and then like laughing about the harsh comments about how like oh he's dating an old lady or whatever that right, is all right, on right. tiktok like he's getting like slammed for right. like loving an older woman and i just find well, that i'm like okay first of all it's like his kids pro- now it's out there right his right. kids are gonna see that everyone's like ew his dad her their dad doesn't is gross for loving their mother right it's well, like yeah. and then well, yeah. it's like once you're once you're an adult uh once you're an adult I just feel like the age is not that big of a deal. Like, I, you know, I, okay. First of all, yeah. I, and she said it was ethically wrong. This is, that's what got me. It was like, it's ethically wrong. Um, let's see. What is it? He says, what are you talking about? The age doesn't. Mine in, in a relationship. relationship that's I think. what yeah, I think. Matter, that's yeah, what yeah. I, and I'm just curious to know like what people's thoughts okay. are because automatically sure. my mom uh, and my dad were, so are, it was a little bit of a trigger for you because yes. this is our family yes. this is what this is where you came from a mom and dad who's how far apart uh, they're 20 years apart so she was 20 yeah. he was 40 right 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 um, been, we were married for 20 years right my dad has passed away now but you right. know they were together for a long time sure and I feel like sometimes it's a good thing because of the maturity difference right well already there's differences right because the woman this is what I brought up that when it's a man who's older than the woman and it's a woman older than the man you get different kinds of judgment yeah so, Absolutely. So, like, uh, in one sense, we tolerate a man being older than the woman because we see it more often, right? There's, sure. There is a maturity difference. Uh, men take way longer to mature than right. women. So sometimes maturity levels match at 20-something and 30-something or, tw- you know, 20-something and maybe even 40. That right. does, we see that a lot. Sometimes, the, you know, the, the woman who's 25 or whatever, she's looking for financial stability. And sometimes she don't see it until about 38 
or 40 a lot of times. I mean, I'm right. just saying. Yeah, did you know Richard this seems Gere, to be, right? Richard Gere is like 80 something, right? And right. his um his Well, yeah, when you're a celebrity, yeah, when you're a celebrity and it's fame and money. That's different. <laughs> it, well, it just is. Like in the sense of uh when you know, it's like you're bringing to the table fame, money, and a lot of times good looks, sometimes not that. Right. The older you get, it doesn't it starts to like everybody starts to fade the older they get, right? Right. So there's that just so men get all kinds of, you know, judgment of like, if you're a certain age above the girl, uh, everyone starts to not only think gross, sexually gross, ill, but they start to think it's unethical at a certain point. Right. Right. Like even uh, Jay Leno and Bill, Bill Maher had this kind of, I just explained to you the other day. And Jay Leno's like a certain point. You just, you can't be 60 and talking to 20 something. <laughs> and Bill Maher's like, like what? why? why? He's yeah. like, cause it's creepy. And he's like, well, just don't be creepy when you're talking to right, her, right? right? Two different points of view. But B Bill Maher is publicly confessing to be a 60 something year old man who dates mostly under 30. That's right. literally what he tells everybody. Right. But I bet you he has this long like explanation of why that's okay. Because he probably has to face all the judgment right all the time but out of all the people facing the judgment he's probably facing it the least because he's a rich celebrity and even probably a 27 year old's parents are going like oh well it's bill maher you're you're Right. You know, I love Bill Maher. He's at yachts and parties. Just, just, just the second he starts treating you yeah, bad, but, but get regular, out. But until then, I'm okay with it. But right? a regular guy like my dad dating someone 20 years younger, that's ill. That's unethical. Because well, it's he doesn't a he's not a celebrity. Uh, oh, I'm just saying, in the world, right. it usually does happen that way. Yeah. A little bit more judgment then, on the guy who has less money, less fame. And so uh, Twitch says that the... the uh, society looks more common to be like the man, the man older in the relationship is more common. Right. Um, Dane I, Cook. That's another yeah. one. That's another one, Zach. Dane, what do you say about Dane Cook? He says dating uh, Kelsey Taylor with a 27 year old uh, age gap. She was 18 and he was nearing 50 when they started dating. He's been attacked for grooming, but Madonna squatting on 20 year olds and being praised for it. Exactly. Uh, I exactly. Just think it's uh, no, yeah, I'm just saying, so there's a little bit of that. Well, like, I just think because it's all over the place, let's get rid of that stigma that you and right. the unethical, because if you're an adult, if, if, if you're 20 and, and, right, and right. you know, like we you just said this, right, the right, maturity right. level, I know some guys that are in their 40s and act like 20-year-olds, right, right. you know, so it's like maybe they need a 20-year-old because well, like, that's their maturity level. Well, speaking on the ethical, because you mentioned the ethical, right? Like right. we do as a society, we actually put a literal legal yeah. limit uh, on the age of whatever 18. it is, 18, yeah. right? So... We do have the idea of ethics surrounding age when it comes to fucking or relating, right? When it comes to relationships, right? Right. So, um, yeah, okay. He says in his case, he's older in his relationship. Right, but he's 17 and she's 15. That's a little bit more close that's to. Closer. That's closer. So that we, bad, yeah. we are different in age. Right, right, by, right. Um, Nine years, eight, eight, years, eight years, eight years, eight years. Right. And by the way, on online dating, that's the, the cutoff is nine years. Oh, we just made it. Where <laughs> what I'm saying is not that there's a cutoff, but there's a steep drop off uh, yeah, in people yeah. dating uh, when it comes to 
nine years and above. Because when they're searching, they go, ah, that's too much of a right. difference. Right, and there's a huge difference between what people say they're searching for and who they actually right. reply to and go on dates with. And Zach says, then again, I'm pretty sure my great grandma was married at 13. That was my other point, right? It was Different like times. just, yep. just a short while ago, yeah, right? Yeah. Like our grandparents, which was not that far away. So most of our grandparents are, right. you know, some of them are still alive, right? Right, right, right. But right. when they were growing up, you you did you got married like basically when you got your period right, right then right, it was right. okay you became a sure, woman sure, sure, sure. when you got when you could bear well, a child you know so many things are changing at light speed yeah right because of the advent of social media we're all experiencing revolutions at exponential like speeds it's warping right right so we, i mean like a woman couldn't even vote less than a century ago right and then right. here we go here we go hashtag me too right. uh now we have four thousand genders you know now <laughs> It's just like, you know what I mean? It's, uh, so I, look, I just think that we have different, everybody, we have such different, even within the differences of age nowadays, we have such different values, right? right? You know, so it's like already, you know, someone right now who's on TikTok all the time, they, their, their values, including your daughter is being shaped by what you're seeing on TikTok more than anything else. Right. And it's like, you know, so revolutions, hashtags go so fast, right? And it's like people just, you start to, it starts to affect the, our brain, right? right? We care so deeply what others are thinking that when you're on social media, that part of our brain that is, you know, for that, checking in to see what the masses are thinking, what the village is thinking, right, right is being inundated and overwhelmed, right? So now we are overly paying attention to what everyone else is thinking. It's warping a lot of yeah. everything. So we can't just have a conversation about like, hey, can't just, it's, it's hard enough to find love anyway, just ever. Right. Just not even, not even fucking, just people that you trust and get along with. It's already difficult. Right. Then try to find someone you want to fuck, difficult. Then you fu fuck and then talk to the next morning. More. <laughs> I mean, how difficult are we going to make these parameters? Pretty soon right. we're all just alone and hating each other through and comments. Then, and then you look, you finally look at the data and the data's like, oh, guess what? Men and women are looking for two completely different things. Yeah. Uh, the, the author of the book I'm reading, Dataclism, which I, I'm almost done. I got a few more pages left and then we're going to go through the whole book. It's like men and women are ships passing each other in the night. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's just I mean, funny. It's, it's just, like it's when sad, people but funny. Like, when people say that, right, like you hear a lot of women say like, yeah. God, I can't find a good guy or I can't, you know, it's hard. It's tough. And it's like, yeah, because that's just how it's set up. Like, that's not an illusion. <laughs> like, you're not, and you're not an anomaly. Like, but what's sad is, what's time. sad is that they're, they are out there. But we're missing each other yeah. because of the things we're saying we want and don't want. And what the sad part is, we may even be fooling ourselves, right? So we're putting out the wrong advertisement, right? Right. We're putting out the advertisement for Coke and we're selling Sprite, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then we're, we would actually be, we say, I want a Coke. Inside, we want a Sprite. Then we get the Coke and then we go fuck the Sprite when the Coke's not looking. <laughs> like, wh why don't you just say you want the Sprite? Well, if I say they want the Sprite, people are gonna say there's an age difference between you and the Sprite, yeah, right. right? So then it's like, that's not Sprite, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? That's the, you know, you know, so you wanna stay, you wanna be Spriteous in your heart. <laughs> okay, I've taken it this far. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, remove sex and stuff from the equation. It all comes down to compatibility and what frequency you're on in that point in life. Sure, right, yeah, but it's like- find the person. Right, but that's what's difficult 
difficult is to, you know, uh, first of all, removing sex and stuff from the equation, that's already a mathematical impossibility, but we try to. (laughs) And you try to come down. That's why it's like, you know, know, I talked about it last time too, some of the data from, you know, OkCupid's crazy blind date where they took away the profile pics and let people just meet randomly by algorithms that data is going to flip on your head all the things that you thought were important in a relationship, including looks and including some of the heavier stuff like faith politics and all this other stuff. So anyway, Zach says he's craving soda now. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to like, you want to get a rooms act and be by yourself. I get it. The way that (laughs) I I mix the metaphors a little bit too much anyway. Uh, So yeah. So look, I mean, when it comes down to it, Age shouldn't matter, no. right? It shouldn't. I think we are a little sensitive because there are creeps out there. Okay, well, let's talk about that side, right? Sure. Who do sort of try to manipulate the younger mind, right? Using their older, more experience in life. They manipulate the younger people, right? That's what they call grooming, right? And then now you're sort of like, what? Taking advantage, I guess, is the thing that we're afraid of. But what I find interesting about that argument is like, if you really cared about taking advantage in relationships, you better open your folder up to everyone because that shit's going down for all kinds of reasons, not just age, right? If you really want to be like, well, we better be really careful about the age because manipulation is going on from one partner dominating the other partner. Uh, I just hope that you're willing, you know, Mr. I want to keep consistent and not be a hypocrite, right? Right. Open your flashlight of judgment to pretty much every relationship. Right. And you better be looking for, because that's happening everywhere all the time, all the time. Not just because of age. Right. But is it, or is it okay if two 27 year olds like manipulate each other? Oh, then it's even fair, fair. Fair, fair. As long as they're same age, one person can be totally dominating (laughs) and using their wisdom uh, of another person's innocent point of view, right? It's like, well, to love, she had enough time on the earth. Tough shit, right? Or no, it's just like, I just think it's just interesting to just keep our eye. If you're really going to make like your virtue singling and you care about all the, the, the relationships are done right, then when you call someone out for one thing, I hope you're consistent and are calling everybody out for, for that same thing. Yes, same, right? absolutely. Anyway, okay, so that's a fun topic. And uh, I wonder, like, let's say you were eight years younger than me. Right, 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 right. Like, I just, why do I have a feeling that just wouldn't work? Well, like, I, we would just get different judgment. I think mm-hmm. this is a little bit more accepted. People kind of well, go, okay. I just mean like you eight years ago, like eight years younger than me. Right. I just feel like you wouldn't be in a place where we could have a relationship. I would not have. No, I totally would not have. It's like, I would not I'm have. lucky that I found you in the time that I found you because you were a different place in your life than you were eight that's years such before a, then. And that's such an underrated factor, the timing of it all. And yeah. I, you know what? I will even say this. I will say this, right? Generously, I will say this about uh, my <clears throat> ex-relationships. So much of what failed right? At least I'm just speaking for myself. So much of what I look back now and attribute to failure in the relationship had to do with where I was mentally, emotionally in my life. Yeah. Like, I do think that. I I mean... Like, I feel like... Right. I mean, we talk pretty openly about our past relationships, right? right? right, right. And I feel like 
the you that you are now, right? You have way better chances of making those relationships no, work. Oh, hundred percent, hundred. And it should be like that, shouldn't it? Like, I hope so. I, I mean, I, I hope you look back at your relationships and you don't think it was all their fault. Yeah, because I just think most likely it's not true. That's all. I, I, I would feel start. Like you know, I mean, the older you get, out, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, like my past relationships, it was all their fault. D- come on, <laughs> it was not. It, it, uh, look, it was only my fault that I stayed no, as long as I did. That's but hey, <laughs> that's huge. It don't is. downplay it, that. No, no, no it's it huge. It is what we accept. What we don't put boundaries on is a part of the problem. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, it, you know, I think for your case, it can be tempting to kind of go when there's such obvious things to point to. Right. It can be tempting to kind of put more of it on them. But you miss an opportunity to learn something about yourself. Yeah, right. No, I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I know you can. But I, a lot of people are not really kidding when they look at you. No, trust me. Trust me in my relationship. Like, but but and what you said also is the first thing I would look to. Are you sure? That there's nothing to be learned about what you allowed, right? Oh yeah, right. For sure. So I know you know that, but I'm just saying I'm throwing it out there since yeah. we're having a decent, intelligent conversation, and we want you know just to t- touch on all the points. Yeah. So that you know, I, you know, so I think all of us, as we look at our ba- our past relationships, if you if you're not learning something about something you did, I'm highly sus. Yeah, yeah. Of your data collection and analysis, right? Yeah. So after so after all the discussion, I I would just say, um, keep an open mind. I don't think that um, we should be so quick to to judge based on age. Right. And, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're if you're putting all these filters on all the things that you like or want, then you might miss out on something really great, you know. Sure. Um, I mean, that's what this is all about. <clears throat> all the things we talk about is chipping away at the bullshit that we may be fooled by so we can get to the juice of what we actually right. need, need and want, you know. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, you want to so, go? There's a couple of places we could go, a couple articles we could go to. Sure. We got we got meme police coming up soon. You guys know how it is. We'll throw up a couple of memes that we've been just randomly collecting and then just yeah. uh, talk about it. That's always fun. I love that. We can talk about this uh, this article that you sent me this morning. Okay, this one. Oh, okay, that's the title. That's the description. Um, want to do more good? This movement might have the answer. Right, and that, that title caught me right away and i'll tell you why before we get into it but i have this weird point of view all my point of views are weird (laughs) you'll tend to find a lot of what we do here is just say shit that i know hardly anyone agrees with and that's why we insist on everybody keeping this family tight for some reason it's been working you know what i mean (laughs) not and not like i would want to even do it a different way to get more views or followers or likes but i love the way that we're doing where we purposely go out of our our way to inspire and motivate you to keep this within ourselves because i know some of the shit i'm gonna say is way outlier thinking and i don't really i'm not here to to get the most amount of people to get the most amount of fights and to you know i like to keep it small and we discuss here we can have fights and disagreements but i love the fact that it's a small audience uh so right away the whole want to do more good it it triggered me because my whole life that was me my whole life and and started reading about this guy who wrote this article in time magazine and some of his experiences growing up as a kid i immediately related to this guy like i was the guy when i was younger i would scold my sister 
for insisting on getting the supersized fries because I thought how first world of us and how wasteful. Hmm. I was always plagued with anxiety and guilt of growing up in Hawaii Kai, right? Getting to go to Ponoho. Already from a very young age, I was very conscious, wow. you know, of like what we were spending, what we were doing. My dad always said this, like, wow, this guy's more Chinese than Japanese. <laughs> He's more pocket. And he, you know, of course, my dad, I, like you guys know, he wanted me to pull Japanese more than Chinese, <laughs> this guy. I don't know why. But every time I did some Chinese trade, he'd be like, look, he's like, oh boy, this guy's pocket. He really pulled strong from the Chinese <laughs> side. But I've always had that feeling. And it, not that I knew what to do with it or it made any sense, but just from a, from a kid, I always felt, how can we just wake up every day, go to our jobs, drive to work, go to Ponaho, I live my life, you know? And all, you know, we're having those, back when I was growing up, it was Sally Struthers, with her uh, commercial of like, for just 49 cents a day, for a price of a cup of coffee, which by the way, is like 7.49 today. Yeah. You know, uh, you could feed one child and whatever, and there's a child with the flies around the mouth. And of course, Sam Kinison later on, you know, when <laughs> I was a teenager, Sam Kinison came up with the, the funny, you know, stand-up comedy of, uh, can't the sandwich, uh, can't the cameraman fucking lend him a sandwich? <laughs> The guy in the, all the commercials. Aww. How come there's always a cameraman shooting all these hungry people? You don't think the fucking, <laughs> the camera crew can like throw them a fucking, you know, hot pocket? Yeah. Anyway, but this Hopefully whole- Hopefully they did after they got the footage. Right, right. So this whole idea of like, what do we do, right? In a world where there's so much suffering. It's funny, it's right? like I, I did the opposite of you kind of. I didn't right. really look at the world problems right, as right, much right, as right. I just felt like, Anyone in front of me that I could help, I wanted to help. Sure. You know? So and you were think global, but act local. Yeah. So this article, it, it, right away it goes. It's telling, this is, saying that I'm, I shouldn't do, not that I shouldn't do that, but I need to think bigger. <laughs> you need to think, think bigger. So literally in this article, he says, uh, this is the antithesis to think, lo uh, think global, act local. This is like think global, act global, and to infinity and beyond. So not just, it's literally how can we invest into the future and their future future and the future future. Right. Right. He, he says like, if you care about people across the, the river, across the way, you know, why not care about, you know, millions and millions of other people if you can. So let's break this down a little bit, you know, um, let's see. Um, so he focuses his work on effective altruism, right? Like uh, helping as many people as he can, right? Right, and so I do like <laughs> some of this in the sense of I appreciate his his love of efficiency. So if you're going to do something, right, use data, which right. I'm loving now. I'm very hot on the on the tip of using data. And try to see how you can get the most philanthropic bang for your buck. Sure. Right? I do like that. I do. There's a lot. So we'll start with the stuff that I do like from this idea. Uh, because his, he says it's better to um, look at it for not just our generation, but like trillions of people, right? Like right. down the line. Right. Um, we, the most impact it's going to have on the world. They call right? it long-termism is the the, ter the term they're trying to his new book in fact is called what we owe the future so a lot, okay so there's a lot of words that are Whoa. like 
Yeah, okay, for, so it's almost like half of my brain it, it really agrees a lot with what mm. he's saying, and then the other half rejects it. I'm going to try to explain some of why mm. that is, right? So what we owe the future, but, you know, trying to do, owe, yeah, do and we owe that's the a future? question. Do we, and then how much? Okay. So how much do we owe? Mm. How much of the future are we talking? And why? Why some of, where, does, where does this idea of owing come from? Okay. Right, even the idea like you do, you might be doing good, but do you want to do more good? Because mm. there's most good, and it brings all this talk about like this anxiety I had as a kid growing up, right. of like what's the most good, and I, if you're not doing it, I had pretty, I, pr I had like a deep since a kid, <laughs> I had a deep like distaste for those who weren't aware. Mm. of all the inequalities in the world yeah and i hated the privilege in my own self tried to scrub it off like with pumice like in that movie gattaca where ethan Hawke had to scrub off every part of his cell before he went to uh, work for nasa because he was assuming a different identity remember that mm. you don't remember that movie i don't remember him scrubbing off but I. oh I my god every yeah. day before work he'd have to scrub <laughs> his nails and his finger not a hair could drop mm. Because every day people would go in, this is in the future in Gattaca, right. and they would like vacuum his place of work at NASA, and if one single hair showed up to be it imperfect, it would have well, showed that he's a different identity, mm. and that would have meant someone had you know uh, snuck in under uh, Jude Law's identity, right? Mm -hmm. He bought that identity because Jude Law broke his legs or whatever, right. he couldn't be into NASA, so he sold his identity. And anyway, it's just this, uh, you know, Gattaca's a great movie. You haven't seen it. It's a, the premise is literally about two yeah. brothers. One is born regular like you and me. And then the second brother who's younger gets the advantage of genetic technology. They edit his genes to be stronger, perfect, less sick, right? Right. And, you know, the story of, you know, uh, fighting, you know, is basically the story is if you have a human heart, if you have the will and you have the heart, that still be may be an advantage to genetic uh, editing, which is complete bullshit, but we'll list, this still, <laughs> it's still a great movie. Uh, but anyway, I mean, a lot of this, um, you know, uh, this idea of even genetic editing, right, is a technology, it's a tool to try to make the world better for people, to, have, to, to get less suffering, right? So to me, to, the whole idea of what is doing good who is doing good how much good is being done how much good should you want to do how much are you being held accountable for how, for how long into the future right there's so many dimensions for and is it equal it. for everyone well i mean I, you this, know it's like uh if you're this not article is saying in the future right you the, know like well, for example you're you're not having children you're not that, well that is my investment to the future nice i'm, th I'm glad you brought that up <laughs> i'm not i'm not as opposite as i thought at first glance when i start to dive into some of these details i think we're the same person on one level but my solution for investing into this future is different. different yeah but you know so the what we owe the future, ooh, that kind of triggered me. What, how, do you want to do more good, right? Because I feel like so much of life is being born here, nobody asked, right? right. And then getting roped into a revolution of needing to be good. If you're, and he says, if you're privileged, it's more pressure on you, right? So the more privilege that you have, the more you better get your ass working for the greater good, mm. right? And so this concept mm. I'm so familiar with, 
Like whether someone taught it to me or not, I just had it in me. I, I was born, you know, in, in Hawaii, Kai, Hawaii, right? You know, and I just immediately was aware of how unfair everything was, mm. you know, that it's like, you know, I knew people were calling Hawaii paradise. I instantly knew people would save their whole lives to get here. This is all stuff you learn very early, right? Waikiki, tourists, people, you just start to realize Hawaii, even everybody, everyone says Hawaii is the most special place on the earth. You, you're born and raised with that. And I felt it. You know, even if we didn't have the social media to see it over there. I mean, I see the newspapers. I heard my dad talking and mom, you know, whatever. You get the sense that, and I just always had a deep sense of what are we doing to address inequality, to address poverty, to address all the shit that makes life shitty for all these people? I thought that was the answer, mm. right? The answer is more good, more uh, efficiency in our efforts in doing good, right? So, um, you know, I guess for me now, after a lifetime of feeling that anxiety and trying to do that, I've joined churches and I've helped uh, serve uh, food at the River of Life down street to, uh, to homeless people on Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, I went on trips <laughs> where we, we sang songs and stayed with uh, homeless people in like uh, the tube in England overnight because they had nowhere to go. So I just stayed and talked with them all night. I stayed on streets with people overnight to, because that's just where I was at mentally when I was young. I thought I was scratching some sort of itch, like this is what I need to do because this is what I owe my future. This is what I owe the world, right? And he even asked the question early uh, in this in this uh, article, but how much of that can you do and not go insane? He did. He did. So his his a lot of his efforts and energy went to like trying to come up with a revolution, gain help, gain donations, and they're raising millions of dollars doing this. So really? you know. In one sense, I'm glad someone's doing some of this, right? right? Because actual help is going. But I guess what I would say is I have the same exact sentiment, right? But my idea is what I owe the future, right? And what I'm doing this podcast for, what I'm trying to write down in a book and in a film and what I'm trying to do with my, with what I really think about the world is I want to try to document and put it down. And I don't care if it makes money. I don't care how much good it does because in the end, I don't think I even have that control to be honest. So I'm not going to sit here and measure my life's value by how much people I, I affect. I just think that's a, I think that's a principle that's sure to cause depression and anxiety and not be as good as you <clears throat> think. Right. I think to just accept the challenge of like, here I go. I better, it's best good. Whoever does the most good is the most saint and it's a competition and we're going to try to like do as much. You know what I mean? It's, I think that's a, it's a weird recipe that as a human, you just take on. You just take on and start doing. And you could spend your whole life, you know, anxiety written, depressed while you do this because you think you have to do that, right? It's like, it's like philanthropy by guilt right. or some shit, right? So, but, uh, you know, but half of my foot is, and I still do want to do good, right? That's right. part of my programs. It's a social program to want to do good, to want to share the world and wake up every day and do something that helps relieve suffering, right? Right. But I, I think, again, it's like we were all roped into that. That's just something we came here and it was like, oh, I better do that or else, you know, I'm going to be some asshole who doesn't do good. Right. Right. So at the end of the day, the theories and the thoughts that I came up with 
by accident or whatever, right? It still does address a lot of this deep shit. But my, you know, my solution, you know, is something that's even, it's way less likable. It's way less, less revolutionizable. It's way less shareable, you know, which is why I, I, I the most, uh, I think the best turn this podcast turned when as I realized, oh my God, ding, 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 epiphany purposely go out of your way to not try to get shares or likes and it just re re reversed the anxiety of trying to like oh no i better like get out this i better help the most amount of people right when i realized look solve the issue of yourself first and foremost right which is already an impossible task mm. and it probably more efficient while we get what we're talking about efficiency take care of the the local surroundings around you i am still think global act local kind of guy mm. because i do believe uh while we're out here trying to virtue signal and trying to do all this good for the for the world sometimes we miss what is right in front of us including our own family members yeah. like i would i don't know if this guy you know is if, if this guy's loving his kids less to to get more of the world to to you know eat better i mean i don't know I'm, it's tough right, right? like it's tough do do we mind? We said like, oh, you know what? He was a shitty father, right? And his right. kids are fucked up. But look how many millions he fed. That's a, that's a tough. Or, or I don't want to. I mean, it could do, it could be that because he helped millions of people and his kids saw that, and then now they're helping millions of people. Right and now, more people okay, are helping. So let's. Okay, so, I, mean, you, you, I mean, we don't know. We right, but know let's break it down. Here's where I have. This is where it really gets down to the nitty gritty, right? In my same suggestion, same heart. Mm -hmm. same like i care about the future too i care about lack of suffering as well but my thought is while you keep on investing in more and more dollars to feed more and more mouths right with no i mean are we are we talking about how many mouths come here or i mean that's an issue right 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 it's like uh, it's like we're creating the problem and trying to solve it at the same time <laughs> that's what i'm talking like, about so i'm talking about spinning our wheels do it's i silly. care about being in a boat that has a hole in it and then my entire effort goes to try to recruit more people to, to bail out the water yeah yeah i think that's what this is if yeah. i'm honest so to put it simply I know we can, it can it gets kind of convoluted. Like, what could be wrong with this? I mean, it's not that it's wrong. I'd rather do it than not. Right. I'd rather like if we're mm -hmm. gonna while we're figuring out what to do. I, I want more people to be fed. I want this guy thinking about how to use computers and data to be more efficient about it. To 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 see which charities. The one one example is there's a charity whose into, uh, their entire job is to break down which of the charities that exist are the most efficient. And they give to the most efficient charities. So you give to them, they give to these charities that are most efficient, right? right? But at the end of the day, we're throwing money at a problem that makes us feel good, right? And it does. It does feel good. They never talk about, they say always give to charities or whatever, but they don't right. talk about how like a huge chunk of that money goes right. to just paying staff and people, you know, who are involved all, all in, of that. in the charity. Right? All of that. I, I, for me, I feel like, you know, 
but then, okay, so I feel like I'd rather give directly, right, to a person. But then that can right. backfire because I can tell you from personal experience. Right. <laughs> one time it was like we, we had a big 4th of July party and a bunch of leftover food. Right. And um, so we got this bright idea. Like, you know what? Let's go down to, um, you know, Kakako where there's like a bunch of homeless people. There's a bunch of tents there and stuff. Right. Let's go with the truck and just pass out all the hot dogs and hamburgers and sodas that we had left, right? Right. Um, that was a mistake because it got really scary really quick with people running to my truck. Of course. Um, you know, asking for money, beer. Of course. More, more, more. Right. And it's like, so you have to be careful. In of which course. Way, you know, I was trying to do a good deed and it, and, and it was a very scary situation. And I was just like, like, that was dumb. Why did I do that? You know? Right, right. And because, I mean, it's <laughs> like, again, you do have to think about all these practicalities. Yeah. It's a real world. You know, I mean, uh, it's just whether you lo- want to admit it or not, a lot of times drugs are involved. I'm right. st- I'm starving. I'm not at my best as far as making decisions is yeah. involved. Uh, I'm cold. Mental I'm hot. Issues. I'm mental health issues. Yeah. Right. So these are all like realities, whether or not we want them to be realities. Right. right? So. You know, at the end of the day, um, there's a lot of what this guy's heart I, I can relate to. You want I do want to do more good because that's just an instinct I have. Because somewhere in my mind, it's connected to the more good I do, the better world I live in. Right. You know, and so at the end of the day, it's all selfish, right? right. Every human's act of kindness, uh, every human's instinct to do good, to invest in the future, to do good for the greater good, all of that comes from 100% selfishness. We didn't mention that yet, but that's foundational, right? So once you start putting pieces together like that, right? Let's like, look, show me someone who's doing good that's not 100% selfish, and I'll show you that you showed me wrong. (laughs) Right, there's no such thing. So once you realize everybody's doing it for selfish reasons, you got to realize, okay, well then if we're really going to talk about what's the most efficient thing to get involved in, that's going to have the outcome of the greatest good. If you really want to go there, you want the greatest good and the most efficient outcome. Cause that's the whole heart of this whole article, right? right? This movement <clears throat> might have the answer, right? No, no, this movement doesn't have the answer. It's a band aid. That's like, that's actually condoning the problem to go on even further, mm. which is don't look at the hole in the boat. Just keep bailing out water more efficiently. Right. Now, last year we used these buckets. This year we're using these buckets. Right. And it is, does the second bucket do better than the first bucket? Yes, maybe. And I'm glad because, okay, well, wow. Maybe it causes the people in the boat to have a better time of it temporarily. But my solution is let's address the hole in the boat. You know, so again, I'm not here to pick apart his heart because I think uh, I sh- I can relate to that part. I think it's a decent thing to do is yeah. to to wake up in the world and go like, how can you know, um, <clears throat> how can I live my life in a way that actually makes the world a better place, right? Right. So for me, again. It's, I'm not going to yell at the people who tried to bail out the water in a boat that had a hole in it. It's not like you're dumb. It's not like you're assholes. I mean, I, I get the intention, right? right? Uh, yeah, I mean, and feeling self-satisfaction, Zach, great point, is a, um, you know, it is a doing good. That is selfish, but who's to say, again, selfish gets a bad rap. And Jody says, no, not now. I have a shitload of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it's feeling self-satisfaction uh, of doing good selfish it totally is but i mean again like but there's good selfish and bad that's selfish, all it is right? i think there's well there's it's smart all selfish. how about this smart okay there's smart, smart selfish and not so smart yeah, selfish so right because when i do good right my fellow human feels good and they act good towards me and creating they, yeah both benefit anybody right? who wants a better world is not some self-sacrificing saint they're a selfish saint meaning like yay i mean i do want i mean again even if we're just talking practicality and efficiency and wanting to solve the actual problem forget right. feelings forget like stars and virtue signaling and points for being good just right. we want to solve problems you know that selfish instinct is not necessarily good or bad it's just are you smart or shitty about it i mean stupid about it right like smart selfishness is going to put into you know uh, practice things that'll help others because though that effect will in eventually help me right nobody trying to make the world a better place is not on some level thinking about that even if right. they're not consciously thinking about it. they're rewarding themselves points for being self self-sacrificial self but right. what's really going on is their brain is orchestrating stuff to have it be a better place for that person <laughs> he says i'm gonna need a venn diagram yes, okay well let me ask you definitely this. that's a great this. ask for a venn diagram on that okay zach if every time you did a good deed or if you thought it was like an unselfish deed um you got like an electrical shock or some kind of pain like yeah. do you think you would continue to do good deeds like it's we do it because it makes us feel good right totally. if it didn't make us feel good we less pe right. people would do good deeds right right but i do think it gets complex because sometimes you do a good deed let's say just paying money to a charity that on one level you're getting a shock <laughs> like my chinese genes are going bad why <laughs> what what are we getting out of this you know, that's a Chinese voice in my I haven't had. What you get for this? Says the voice. Right. Well, what about what you get for this? Right. So I get a little shock, but the, an, a, a smart selfish may come up and go, hey, man, you know what? Um, someone's looking at you right now. Sure. <laughs> You're getting philanthropic points in the world you work in. Well, that's all religion <laughs> no, I'm just, is, right? I, I'm it's using like, a very crude example. Of course, there are other right. ways. You Sometimes you don't even need that. Nobody's looking at me. In fact, fact, that's another version, but it's just as selfish. You're like, nobody's looking at me. I'm giving money to the charity. I must be really good, I tell myself, right? And I define myself. I control the narrative of myself. But really, all I'm doing is a little trick where I do that and in my go, mind. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Yeah. And trust me when I say the happy you know, juices, the happy juices flow. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it's like religion, right? Mm. Uh, all of the giving in religion is right. all based on because you don't want something bad to happen. Oh, to you. I mean, if even you don't, Jesus, if you don't even tithe, you're going to go to hell. <laughs> he uses that logic in the Bible. Give and it will be given unto to you, you a hundredfold. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, he has to use investor language. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I will definitely chase the high, killing two birds, helping my soul and helping someone else. Yep, <laughs> yep. I am definitely not documenting it for social media, though. Yeah. I think we can all agree uh, that, that's some BS. That is some BS, but some people will yeah. still do it because they're still, they're getting that drip from yeah. the, the points they're well, getting likewise. Like, what What's the point in giving a homeless person a dollar if nobody saw me do it? <laughs> right. Well, like, and I, we can make fun right. of that person because I would never do that too because I know what you're saying, Zach. But I, if we just to step out of, uh, you know, uh, out of our 
what we would we would do as people for, let's put on our sociologists or psychological hats right they're doing it because there is a real reward they're going to get from that they're going to get a lot Praise. of likes and say you know what right. bro big heart love that because yeah. everybody is agreeing to virtue signal together you post i'll like and together we'll all be the kind of people who likes this kind of stuff what's up right <laughs> and then there's a whole secret bunch of people who are not going to say anything except to their friend they're going to show their phone hey look at this look at these fucking virtue signalers and they're not going to they're not gonna let them know though right you might get one 12 year old kid because 12 year old kids don't care yeah you fucking virtue signalers <laughs> yeah. but it's probably a burner account it's probably kevin durant anyway the point is <laughs> um yeah no i'm you know bottom line is this doesn't mean that i don't do good because i know it's selfish it means that i just know i'm selfish i still do the good right, right? I, and, and even it's if better, i you're better off for it right and you know i just think it's easier to go on in life right with a simple it's about simplicity really for me i don't fool myself that i'm some great person i know that everything i do is for selfish reasons but i've since i figured it's only between smart selfish decisions and stupid selfish decisions to me a smart selfish decision is to be the kind of person and i think you are this way zach who's just going to chase the high willingly and publicly yeah i'm chasing the high so what right. and if it means i'm going to be happy and it means you're going to be happy and the effect of that is I live in a world where it's happier and those who I work with know that Zach's a giving guy, Ryan and Tina are giving people. Yeah, that's for me. I'm doing that for points. I'm doing that for, but you know, so what? So what? Like, let's, why don't we, I'd rather be, for me, my favorite kind of relationships are where we can just look each other in the eye and say, let's use each other happily <laughs> and smartly. I hate people who try to pretend like, oh, we don't use each other. Okay, well, never mind. I can't be real with you then. Right. Because to me, the reality is we're all using each other. Let's use each other smartly. Like, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. That's just relationship. That's just love. Why is that love in one context, but that's using someone else in another context? Speaking of, let's talk about purple hearts. Oh, you guys want to make a f fast turn on that? I do. Okay, we can come back to this because okay, let me let me end it real quick and we'll go to Purple Hearts. Okay. If you haven't seen the movie, Purple Hearts is trending on Netflix. It's been only out for a few weeks, but it's it's in it's been number over, one, it's number two, number over three, hundred million hours. Right. I'll get to that in a second, but let me just finish this idea because I think this is a heavy one, and okay. this you know. So while it's good to want to do more good, I think that is a good idea. And while it's good to want to do that more efficiently and use data to do it. So I just want to praise this movement for all the things I do love it for. I do see it problematic if you're going to ignore the hole in the bow and just keep on trying to bail out water just right. because it's more efficient than the last thing, right? And for me, the hole in the boat is, and the way that I want to invest in the future more smartly, and yes, more selfishly, is I wish for the world to really solve all its problems right i don't want to solve some of it and then pat myself on the back and just die going well i made a dent mm. i made a dent and then just leave and the world just keeps going on right i honestly believe believe the real answer and the real solution is the kindest and the most empathetic and the most good you could do and the most efficient way to do it, right? And I don't know, I'm working on the exact most efficient way to do it, but just the spirit of this answer, I think, is trying to solve all the problems, right? Trying to do the most good. Okay. And it wants all the people to, if you, you know, to, to, to get rid of all the bad and the shitty poverty, all the sickness, all the things gone, right? And for me, that means if we're smart, we call it a day. We say Earth is a hard place to live. 
right? Not only are we making it harder and harder with climate change mm -hmm. and all these diseases with globalization and everybody traveling through planes, I mean, vir viruses and, and, and all that's just going to get food to eat. It's going to get worse and worse. Population's growing, right. right? Resources are only collecting at the top because that's the way the species is made. 1% dominates the rest. And all of our protests on Facebook is not going to stop that because that's just who we are as a species. Okay, so like there's so much to me that this want to do good and get to Time Magazine and write an article and write a book called Let's Invest in the Future. You invest in the future your way. I think we all are just going to cause our own ruin and cause much more pain and suffering total total suffering cost counted okay. my version is let's let's be smart let's i, I want to write a book called the last hundred years and we don't have to kill each other we don't have to shoot each other we don't have to hurt each other we don't have to matter of fact it's like a, a party for a hundred years that's what right? i say i said we just the really it starts with this idea though it starts with the idea that i'm talking about right like if humans or not even humans all sentient beings right if you can have a body in which sensory causes you pain this place ain't great for you you know what i mean and so i'm just talking to humans because we understand each other's language and i don't understand the language of a minor bird but if i could talk to a minor bird i would talk to them too mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Yes. What's up, Matt? I love Matt. He specializes in lucid dreaming. Go check out Matt Chung. I love uh, his little videos. Uh, he just breaks down how to get, you know, how to dream journal and how to, you know, get into lucid dreaming, which yeah. is a wonderful tool while we're here. Now, so we'll but, have to talk soon, yeah, Matt. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do a live podcast from my house here because we tried once and we, we botched it through. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to do it. Um, but, you know, so like to, for me, it's all about putting a a condom in the hole in the boat, if I can mix metaphors, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, Mandy. Uh, does, that, does that fact that uh, said body can also cause joy actually offset the pain? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I do think it offsets the pain, but let's talk about that real quick, real quick, right? I think that's all that life can offer in the terms of good, is that you start off in pain and in anxiety, and the best that human body can offer is a relief to that pain, which we then call joy or pleasure. That we all ecstasy. have to forever have to yeah. find, right? There's none of, those, none of those rewards that the body produces through chemicals. Is None of that means anything unless we have this body that is marinated in need, suffering, anxiety, some sort of discomfort. You know, we're born in that state, right? I was even uh, watching this video that talks about like a baby, literally, all they know, especially, you know, you're born, right? And then all you know is what you feel on the inside. You're not thinking it. It's just instinct, right? So if you're cold, you're crying. If you're hungry, you're crying. If you're, you know, if you, you got shit in your diaper for too long, you're crying. And they're all slightly different cries, Right. And then so your caretaker, mom or dad or whoever's there, they have to interpret this. Right. right. But what's happening on a neurobiological level. Right. Uh, yes. Chasing <laughs> that first line of coke. It's yeah. never. No, that's a great example. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, the, never, it's never the same. It yeah. goes down and down and down because right. uh, 
we are living in a pain reward system that was never meant for your overall joy and happiness. Right. It was only meant for you to just navigate the world in such a way where you fucking shoot a load, get more says, someone. Just, but I just heard rumors about that. <laughs> <laughs> you shoot your load, you, you, yeah. you basically pass on the genetic information and that's it. That's all the genes really care about. Everything else is just traps and tricks and scams to get right. you to do that. And once you do that, you know, even even your relationship with your partner can sometimes change. And I mean, they always change, but it's up to us in society. We're going to do all these extra things to keep the romance alive, which we have taken that challenge. We don't care. We're going to try to do it, even though the science says, you guys are done <laughs> neurologically. How can you be happy together? I know Mandy and short as fuck old guy. You guys are challenging the science. <laughs> fuck it. We're going to last forever. And I don't mind that. I think we should challenge. It's a beautiful challenge. Okay. But the science but is saying never without the odds are against us. That's yeah. all we have to be smart enough to to acknowledge it's never like, like you right. know you, there's always going to be problems there's always right. going to be pain or something. so i just yeah i appreciated this neurobiologist uh, description of the baby is that it starts to make uh dad is collecting the data of when i cry this way the the bitch comes running <laughs> when i cry this way it doesn't get so much attention i get some food in my mouth right. right and you start like literally like defining your cries for outcome our and, dog does that right our dog yes Leia right. does that. she there's all different right. ones for when someone's here when right. she wants to go for a walk yeah and all life is as is funny that you say that is chasing lines of coke but even that chase is because we had some depression. We have some hurt. We have some pain. Right. We have some boredom. We have some something Hunger. something that's anxious. And that's what, you know. Yeah. And so the, the human body is just made that way. It's shitty. It's a shitty product, right? So once you realize that, you don't keep on making more of the product, right? And then just try to keep on feeding and feeding it medicine and get it's like it's a losing battle is my crazy and hardly agreed upon way of looking at it uh, i'm not here to even get anybody to agree with it i but i know that my program gets the biggest scratch to the itch when i can you know go somewhere and dump it out like you know a tim robbins character in shawshank redemptions dumped out pieces of the prison wall little by little <laughs> in the courtyard <laughs> to try to escape the prison hole that I'm stuck in trying to pretend that I agree with all you motherfuckers who keep on saying invest in the future. I'm like, yeah, invest in the future with condoms. That's what I say <laughs> because I think it's, it's harder and harder. going to be harder and harder for our, for uh, no matter how much money you raise. I think uh, the hole in the boat's getting bigger. Yeah. And uh, sure. that's just going to cause more drumming and overall pain. And if we're talking about overall pain and suffering, I think my solution is better for doing that is doing more good. So I'm not going to sit here and argue with him. I'm just going to say I have a different idea on how to invest yeah. in this future. Anyway, sure. let's let's go on to Purple Hearts. Okay. Would you? Okay. So let's just talk about it. If you haven't seen the movie and you if you care about spoiler alerts, I guess. But I heard the whole movie premise before, and I still enjoyed the movie. I heard it because uh, it came up last week. Becky mentioned it on Hollywood BS that said it was very controversial. And I didn't even notice. Like it's know? so funny. I mean, well, because you said that to me, right? You right, were like, right. And I was like, oh, I thought it was just like a love story. I mean, it was like you know they had some issues or whatever they worked through. And <laughs> if I really think about it, like um, I guess what it is, right, is um, the 
controversial part, and it says here, Sophia Carson, the star, the girl, right. um, uh, they have to defend this movie um, because of the character's flaws. And yeah, they were intentional. Of course they were intentional. A li- she's a liberal. He's right. a Republican. Right. right. And so, but this is like the age old, you know, back and forth that they do. I mean, it's like as they're writing the script and the, the you know, she's, he's calling her snowflake. Right. And she's like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, uh, everything. You, oh, I guess every solution is just guns. Right. And so like, th- they're they're purposely. Yeah, it is intentional. They're saying all they probably even use the data That's that I'm, I'm reading yeah, to come up with the most charged words on yeah. either side of the argument. Yes. He was calling her snowflake and libtard and and she's calling him like you like just run to the guns and you, you know you're racist Let's shoot and all the air right you right know, like it, it was right. just uh i don't know it just to me it just sounded like oh the same thing that they've been arguing about forever so i i didn't um i didn't realize how politically charged well, like, it was <laughs> well like i mean it's the same i think it gives you the same vibe as any clickbait like when when you go oh you're doing like Andrew Tate is the human version of clickbait oh yeah right I yeah. mean it's just you're purposely and, and you know I don't blame them like the entire internet is set up speaking of reward and and not reward right, right. it spanks you with loneliness and unshares when you say something boring and fucking like agreeable right it's very it's very and that's why i love i love going out our way and saying please don't share this because i know we might fuck around and say something so controversial and so like (laughs) that people start looking at it more and we love the eyeballs to stay right nice and down because i don't i want to i want the feeling you don't want death threats i don't want death threats What's the, who's the guy who just wrote the satanic verses salman salman rushdie yeah. oh. i've been worried about his life since the 90s like this dude oh, i knew he was fucking controversial and he was at he was giving a speech about how america is a safe haven for controversial authors so they can just say their piece and and then he got attacked he got stabbed oh Oh, the face the body i think he's gonna lose an eye and it's like look man i i ain't trying to pretend to be brave and some tough guy i know the world's crazy and i know people are crazy and i do it doesn't mean i'm gonna shut up but i'm gonna think about the ways (laughs) that i want to broadcast your thoughts and opinions i I want to have and luckily luckily doing the what we do so far we have a very intelligent you know small family of people who who don't mind breaking it down and uh you know discussing this without like killing each other or 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 hating each other so fast we're just going to break it down so anyway so like that little bit that's my first reaction was like okay you guys are a little clickbaity yeah doing this on purpose and but i can't be mad at you because that's how the internet and the world rewards content nowadays so you went for the cheap low-hanging fruit i get it but what else but how is that any different from gray man right right you you know it's like oh you want just tons of action and no plot sure here you go yeah it's a corporation they're making movies you hope they hope gets a lot of likes and a lot of views because that's they're out to make the money but okay what else is going on movie they address this uh this issue in the military of people getting married um not for love right you're getting married for the military benefits and so basically what happens is um she is a diabetic 
and she doesn't get have any health insurance. She's a struggling musician. And he's in the military and he's going away so it for a year. So it makes sense for in their minds to and he he's in debt and he needs money. So they don't get paid very much in the military, but if you get married, you get incentives, right? To get married. You get married, you get more money, you get um the spouse gets full medical. So they have this plan to not tell anyone and to get married and then all all the shit happens, right? Right, right. Um it's been a problem, I think it's been a problem that the military uses it as incentive. It's like you're the one creating this problem because <laughs> instead because and, and I and I feel like By the way, we're not experts. We're just two people talking our no, shit. No, this is just my opinion. We're just In having my a, opinion. We don't know anything about anything. Don't take it all too seriously. We're yeah. two people we're couple talking to entertain sure don't shoot us and okay, I, but i just feel like um and, and my dad was military and he met my mom while he was in the military and it's this thing of like you know um it helps right it helps to have a spouse if you have to go away because you have that support you have something to fight for you have right. a family to fight for right. and you have a support system some someone to send you packages someone yeah. to you know tell you you know to yeah. be okay and that they love you while yeah. you're out doing this this thing right totally. and so i get that um but i mean then when you have a situation like that uh, you end up going to jail if you get caught, you know? And it's right. Like, well, well, damn, she was, she was supporting him. She was sending him, you know, she was calling him and supporting him and, and did do what a, a wife, a military wife would do. I, yeah, know? I find, well, first of all, I just find the whole subject so interesting. Yeah, number one, that is a very interesting point that not a lot of people talk about, that the military is giving all this. But, and by the way, the military defense budget is the most money that all the taxes go to. Right. It's our number one, like, they. I mean, I don't know what it's at now, like, per year. What's the defense budget? It's got to be, like, half a trillion, yeah. more than that, almost a trillion. I don't even know. Yearly. Military defense budget, and so some of this money, yeah, is is going to it's it's almost it does seem it does seem like when you especially when you put it like that, right? It's like that it's that level of evil, <laughs> like the manipulation, manipula yeah. right? Of like, oh, we just care about family under the guise of how else are you going to be willing to die for maybe causes that aren't even that great, which is the double layer, right? <laughs> right. You're sending our kids away to die for oil that's not ours that you're saying is about like, because uh, they're right. evil like countries that we need to like slap and make democratic or whatever we're being sold there's a lot of layers of like they don't give a fuck who lives right. and dies and it's like all oh, this it's pretty much a it's a very you know uh and that's another thing having low likes and low views the 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 NSA and the CS, uh, the CIA don't give a shit that we're out here <laughs> that just having, these, shit on having crazy I'm not opinions. Shit. I just, that's, yeah, it's I, just I'm, I'm we're shit, talking shit. I'm just we're like, wondering. Can we can we discuss this part of it? Like, yeah. is there a defense? to that argument because it doesn't seem like it. It seems like- Well, yeah, look, the other defense is they're gonna say, no, we're not doing that. We just <laughs> we just no, want, we're not, not. yeah, we're not doing that. We're just saying, if you get married, we understand there's costs and stuff that go with that and your reward okay. for serving the-, the I, yeah. would, I would say, right? Then why can't like, we get that for my girlfriend? 
Sure. Right. Who's doing the same thing. Right. Because or how about how about just raise my pay and right. see if I need to see if I get married, see if that tempts me at all. Yeah, like, like why I don't do I need that? Right. Just like, raise my pay because I need to be able to live. Right. What what if like gaming is my wife? Can I just get a budget for so gaming? I can buy a chair and I can buy a nice thing. That's just as you're sure. right. Maybe there's a budget for whatever the fuck helps you come die for our oil. Yeah. <laughs> like there's this that. I don't need to like have a fucking kid and a marriage to make the military go, okay, now you're using our resources correctly. And, right? and if you're if you're gonna argue it, right, then you have to go back to the data thing, right? It's like how many divorces uh Right. Are on, in the military. How many people dude, are getting divorced? Dude, it's, it's a ridiculous amount. We live in Hawaii, so I don't care what you say. If you're born and raised in Hawaii, everybody knows that there are a lot. I'm not saying percentage because I don't know the percentage, but there are a lot of military wives, husbands away, right? You're collecting money health insurance, you be at the local bars and you're not seeming like you miss them that much when you're at the local bars. Ooh. I'm just saying, yeah. if you're going to sit here and pretend like that's not a problem here in Hawaii, that every local person has some sort of understanding. Yeah, that's there. Are yeah. there good military wives who are not doing that and being loyal on this? Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, but there's just a lot of the other kind that I mentioned, right? And, you know, it's like, yeah, you start thinking about efficiency of budget being used, right? You start thinking about these soldiers who are out dying for wives who are taking their hard earned, it is their money that they're, you know what I mean? They're earning that money from being a soldier and then the wife gets to piggyback on that, right? Yeah. So it's like, and I'm not saying then when you do that, therefore you don't have this role as a wife that is very helpful and you do all these things for him. And I do, I think that's, it's, if it's going well and it's, it, you know, I do think that and that can be a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, and then that, I'm sure there's a lot of people doing it and being wonderful at it, but it's, uh, it, you're right. All the systemic flaws in this sets up for a lot of uh, faking it. Yeah. And the know? thing, and the, the funny thing is like, when I saw this movie, though, right, and they mm. were, and it was like, uh, uh, it was definitely faking, right? It wasn't. Right. They weren't. They were being upfront with each other that they were going to fake this marriage. So it wasn't right. like because a lot of times I think it could be like you know like the maybe let's say that the girl is faking liking the military guy because she knows she can get benefits and the, right. and the military guy is thinking he just found the love of his life. I think that, right. and vice versa, right? right? I think that's totally out there. But the fact that they both were on the same page of like, we're going to fake this because I need you and you need me. Like, and he went to jail for six months. I was like, damn. Like, they were actually doing what married couples that's, do. That's the other, that's the, uh, that's the, that's the shoe that's going to drop in this conversation right. is that, it's such a funny thing to think I'm going to catch you for faking it and punish you, right? Because I just think that's a very difficult thing to actually enforce. Right. Now, in the movie, they enforce it because they just gave it up. They're just like, okay, we were faking it. Right. Which but is there was, nothing, there was nothing in the movie that to me seemed like, aha, that, I mean, unless it's recorded like you saying, I am faking this. Right. Besides something that, 
damning. Yeah. Right. Like they could have easily just been like, no, we love each other. How are you going to. That's not true. We right. love each other. And we, we got married because we fell in love the right. day we met. It's just funny to think like, it, yeah, like, like you said, just regular relationships everywhere. Are faking it. <laughs> Using each other for benefits, right? Yeah. Like so many relationships just saying, you know, wink, wink, you know, using each other for benefits. Right. And then all of a sudden we're in love, you know? Yeah. You know, so I, I just find it like, how does, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where. You know, it's impossible to stop people from faking that because it's just, it's not enforceable, right? Yeah. I, I mean, an email or two, right? I love a, a care package or two, and now we're in love. But here's what's so funny. Even if you're not selling care packages, and even if you're like fighting the whole time on email, that's not love anymore? Because <laughs> I know a lot of couples that should be fucking arrested then. Uh, it's true. Right? Yeah. Right, I mean, it's, it's just even, all kind of even regular marriage, right? You're getting tax benefits. <clears throat> Yeah, how is it right? any different? And that isn't that. How's that? It's like they're incentivizing you to get married, right? Right. right. I mean, I, one line in the movie, right? Uh, one of the, I guess, the guy's drug dealer, right? Who, who, you know, the the guy told his drug dealer his plan, which is, you know, that was okay. So the dumbest, yeah. you know. But then again, I don't know the guy. You know, he was desperate, and in a moment of desperation, did something stupid. But I, I at least would have liked the character later on. He was like, why the fuck did I tell that to him? Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he owes this drug dealer 15 grand, right? So he tells the drug dealer, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fake this marriage with this girl. I've got it. And we're going to get paid extra. And I'll give you the money. I'll give you the money, yeah. right? Well, you know, okay. So then the guy holds it over his head the whole time, right? Which is like, so then what the part of the backlash of the movie was like, you guys just told everybody how to do this. And it's so easy to not get caught. Just don't tell your drug dealer and right. then text them you're faking it or whatever. Right, I don't know. Right. I don't even think he texted them. The drug dealer was texting him. You're how, faking how's it. How's you and your fake wife? Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, just don't tell the drug dealer or anybody. And then you can basically you know, take all this money from their government, right? Right. So, like, I don't, you know, how many people you think see this movie and are going to do the idea that and even... Because they, they're like, I can do it better. Yeah. Like, I can do it and not get caught. I think that's part of the backlash. Is yeah. usually, the movie is going, yeah, but they get punished. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they're fucking idiots. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, if I, right. I can, like, I'll admit it's like, it. It's like good girls, right? Stealing, uh, robbing the grocery store. And then now you're like, yeah. now I would do it way better than that. Totally. <laughs> Ozarks, all these things, maybe. I know right? how to wash money now. I'm going to start laundering money. Uh, I see. Just don't do that. Ah. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, how many people, like, that's what Dexter is. Dexter is, he was raised by a cop, right? And so he learned all the tricks on what cops look for in investigations so that he knew what to. No, right, to avoid or whatever. Yeah. So are we learning how to murder better by watching Dexter? A little bit. <laughs> When applying for financial aid for college, single parent benefits for a second, Alex and I were like, hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. and Alex is Chinese. It's not his fault. We just have the genetics that, that um, say, hey, if it's practical, pay attention. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. So I don't know. I just, but mm. I will say that the music was great. I think she's a, she's a very talented artist. I think, you know, she wrote um, the songs, the yeah, original yeah, songs yeah. in the movie and she sang and performed them. I think that, um, you know, she's from, she's from Disney. So, you know, I might right. be biased. I love her since she came right. out on Descendants, so. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I mean, I do, even though it's clickbait, I do love some of what was, 
you know, I do love some of those debates. I mean, I think they're, they're not as easy. You know, I know people just get into it online. We pop popcorn and we just watch the debates go, but they're great debates. Like, you know, they're about to go off to war. And then one of the guy yells, let's kill some Arabs. Right. And then she stands up at the table is like, Oh my God, really? You're just going to like, not, you know, you're just generalizing and put like, they're all evil. They're like, they all deserve to be killed. And, yeah. you know, she goes outside with her husband and they're fighting. It's like, why you got to fucking, you know what he meant? Like, and yeah, yeah, he's a dick. And yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's like, but like, do you know what we're pe- being put under yeah. to go out there and to fight? Right. He brought up this, this point of like, look, he, like he wasn't condoning this guy's sweeping, yeah. you know, like, yeah, generalization, asshole, but, but it's like, you, you liberals, you know, it's almost like he was saying, right. Liberals are so quick to stand up and need to be heard as a virtue signaling. Like I'm not standing for this and you're missing this very human part about we're going to war tomorrow. What's your right. ass doing? Right. You go sit over there and write songs and, and how do you about get it? And there's prepared a, mentally for that, right. like, to know that you're going to go kill someone. And so there were, yeah, it was interesting. Like it wasn't just clickbait. <laughs> like, I, f- I was following both sides of the argument. Right? I, w- I was, I was drawn into yeah, it and I was yeah. thinking like, you know what? It's like, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, it sounds better when you yell the right things. Sure. Yeah. But if it's slightly off and you're about to go into the kind of situations they get put under and you're young and you're being, you know, kind of brainwashed yeah, to think a certain way about the enemy. I mean, it's a little bit like the movie, a few good men. Yeah. Right? A little bit. They're they're borrowing some of that. Yeah. Right? It's like Tom Cruise is the lawyer trying to figure out why Jack Nicholson's troop allowed this sort of like... You can't handle it. Right. It was like, well, they do these... In the movie, if you remember, the, the Marines, they do these things to rookies to toughen them up. Mm. You know? So it's been a tradition, according to the movie, and according to Jack uh, Nicholson's character, right. that we do this because we got a job to do right you know you know and his whole speech about like really you're gonna fucking ask me to stand on that wall and defend you right to shoot to kill to die you want me to provide a blanket of freedom and then question the manner in which i provided i rather you just fucking said thank you right and call it a day code red that's what it was a code red was like in the middle of the night you they fucking like you know it was like uh what do you call it like like hazing hazing mm-hmm. it was like a hazing right and it was a very and you know and you know tom cruise is just a lawyer a kid was killed right right it was during the hazing was murdered so on one sense it's such a great movie now i'm thinking about it it's actually it's my dad's favorite movie I'm oh, just realizing, wow. yeah and tom cruise yeah exactly right we're on the same level uh, the hazing right so it's like you know tom cruise is like i want the fucking truth mm-hmm. and, and he's like you can't handle the truth right. and, you know and he's like the truth is yeah you fuckers are gonna weaken and in fact when jack nicholson lost the 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 trial he's like all you've done is managed to weaken a nation mm. hope you're fucking proud right yeah. it's almost like look i'm sorry that kid died i'm sorry he had a fucking uh uh you know asthma or some shit i'm sorry but it's almost like his heart like i don't know if he said it exactly but it's like look 
uh, you're going to fucking scramble some eggs. You got to kill a few, mm. right? Which was the funny line by Chris Evans in a gray, The Gray Man. You want to make an omelet, you got to kill a few people. <laughs> which is not how the line goes, but <laughs> yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Because it's like, it's kind of what Jessup was saying. Colonel Jessup, I don't remember his name. You know, Jack Nicholson. He's saying like, look, I, I, I don't, you're going to tell me how to run a fucking troop of killers? Because I tell you what, if I allow weakness in here, more people get killed. You want right, that? Right. So you you virtual signal and say, "Hey, man, we better be nicer to the soldiers." Meanwhile, we're throwing, we're we're going out, getting a lot of politically correct soldiers who are not maybe as tough. Right. Whatever. So he's like, "I don't want to murder people." No, I don't. But if you're going to be in the military, there's got to be some way. So maybe the real answer has got to be some compromise of how can we toughen up, find the right people without killing people in the process would yeah. be a nice I feel like that's nice compromise, probably but tough. easier said than done easier you know? said than done yeah sure so, always yeah. Be, again right so yeah. it's like there was some of that in there where it's like I don't want to be too libtard I don't want to be too you know yeah. right winged where is that that middle ground it's yeah. hard or even not even the middle somewhere out <laughs> that's not in the middle yeah right yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it was. I, I thought it was a good movie. I thought I think it's worth a watch. Right. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're going to watch anything, watch that before you watch Day Shift. Day Shift. Day Shift. Boo. Two thumbs down. Holy Jamie Foxx is Snoop Dogg. Oh boy, what you guys doing? Man, that was. And Jamie Foxx is an Academy Award winning actor, but I don't know. Sometimes you just got to make your money. I'm not mad. These guys are just getting paid. Netflix is just paying these guys so much. And even like Gray Man, it was so shitty in one way, but it made so much money. Or uh, not money, but like yeah. got so many views. And but again, it's like, well, one, right? You're you're watching it because it's, it's Ryan just, Gosling, right? And you automatically but that's you how, know that's going to be great. But that's how a lot of the things are changing the quality of the content. Netflix knows I just get Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans involved. Right, and, and put it's a, a hit. Put a pretty girl in there. And like Zach says, the, the stunts, stunts were crazy. crazy You're and right. They were amazing. They were and amazing. All the fight sequences in both movies were right. really great. But it's 200 million well, budget. I don't know. The day shift one to me, the fight sequences didn't make sense because yeah. it was like he's such this badass fighter, or whatever. But then he would like not be looking and get uh, get hit or what? Uh, I don't know. It was just weird. I was like, how? It was just yeah. yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. it yeah. The stunts were crazy though. But it is like it's just like. They know I can just, I don't even need quality anymore. I mean, the visuals are up there. It's fine. I love yeah. it. I do love it. I was just explaining to you yesterday. I will never get tired or disrespect how well the visual storytelling has evolved yeah. over the years. Hey. That is one thing. Pray. You want, you want good visuals and good yeah. camera work and good storytelling? Pray. I know, Mandy, you'll love that. Uh, the, the new Predator on Hulu. Yeah, that was it's good. all just fight scenes and action, uh, but the way they told the story visually was enough for it was the plot. The plot and was I, just like, look, it's the hunt or be hunted, and that was it was very simple. And I don't do good with those kind it. of movies, and I've never seen the other Predators, um, but this one I, I really I did like that one. That was really yeah, good. Let's see. That's so Zach true, says, Zach. Yeah. In a money-winning formula, these corporations could give two shits about story. Right. It is true. But that's why I love when they they do it anyway. Like in Predator, I think they did well with it. It's like, look, the story is, you know, kill or be killed. And I'm going to tell the story in such a way 
that and, you just hear on the edge of your seat you're riveted and Mandy says the black phone and they them were both meh and then oh, okay, oh she okay. did well, of course she watched Prey oh, okay of course you did and uh, and yeah, Zach yeah. said Prey was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I watched uh, the Predator. I watched all the Predator films. Yeah. I like all of them, and Prey was good. Yeah, I just okay. yeah. Maybe you know. I'll consider watching the other ones. I don't know. I just um, I I don't do well with scary. Matter of fact, we watch. We were like, it's not we should scary watch it though. In a it's day. more thriller. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know Mandy hates the fact that we're such pussies we can't watch horror films. But <laughs> I, well, you know what? Mandy is one of those few reasons why I would change my mind. Because I do like Black Mirror. I do like things that have horror elements. I like uh, Stranger Things horror, kind of. She's like, you guys, that's, that's horror light. Well, but I'm not Stranger very things, big into like super, super like. Crazy. I watched Stranger Things standing up. Alien of, versus Predator. I gotta see that. I heard that okay, was good too. I really like I Alien versus Predator. Okay. Yeah, I watched Stranger Things standing up because I, <laughs> I have to, I have to walk out of the room sometimes or walk around because my nerves get like I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. no. Yeah. No, I just my my memory is so vivid and what you know what I mean. So it's just when I sleep, I, if I have a hard time sleeping, I'm not trying to fuck with it. That's all. But I will. Yeah, yeah. if it's daytime and I'm not, you know, maybe. I know. I get. I don't know. It doesn't even matter. Like daytime, nighttime. It's I get still, really the, the images get stuck. Dreams. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, get. Yeah. yeah. Things. Crazy things happening. But lately, mm -hmm. like the last two nights, um. I have a hard time going to sleep because I have the Purple Heart song stuck in my head. Oh, so that's I'm like hilarious. Singing, <laughs> singing in my head. AVP is on. Oh, okay. They're Aliens versus all, Predator. They're all on. Okay. Hulu we right might have now. to do a Predator yeah. marathon. Okay. Yay. Yeah, yeah. If we can do in between Christmas movies, I can do that. Yeah, dude. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> is um, it time yet? For what? Meme, meme police? Yay. Okay, yeah, sure. Let's play a little <laughs> meme police. I love it. <laughs> Meme police. Okay, okay. And if you guys have memes that you'd like us to do, you know where I'm at. Just send it to us and then we'll throw it in there. Uh, we just take random memes from the internet, throw them up randomly. We don't tell each other what we think about the memes. Nope. Because we just like to react together with you guys. Uh, comment, say what's up. Uh, don't watch The Predator uh, with Olivia Munn. That was ass. <laughs> Okay, good Come on, I watch it on mute because the Living Man's cute. Okay, that's what I did. That's what I feel like we should, everyone should do for Wonder Woman 1984. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. 1984. Mm -hmm. That one, that Wonder Woman was so dumb to me that. But just you watch know, the first five minutes. It was a good what, opening scene. But no, not the first five minutes because she's a kid, right? Mm -hmm. I love watching. I know I probably sound like like vibe lesbian? right now yeah a little yeah, that's because you have a little I bit love vibes. looking at that woman holy cow she's hey, so beautiful that's why we're together we have <gasps> the same taste and women jesus yeah she's so pretty um what's that's the one that mandy hasn't watched see she just knows I mandy if you're gonna watch it just put it on the background while you're cooking like just so you can yeah. look at the girl oh she's, she's gorgeous so gal gadot oh. yeah i told you see and i say that because i wish i could look like her not because whatever girl you got less vibes just accept it <laughs> so it's not bad dude that means you're good bowling doesn't mean anything well he's uh, yeah yes Wonder yeah. Woman 84 was oh we had such ass. high hopes oh, so did we had the whole family so good we had the whole family over here it was christmas day we're like oh let's go do this i was like oh At man end, like that was dumb we were just as disappointed when jesus didn't show up it was like oh it was double <laughs> christmas day and wonder woman both disappointed us <laughs> nobody showed up anyway okay uh, okay i read it when you're drunk at a party 
you can't really tell that others are drunk too because everyone seems normal. But when you're sober at a party and you clearly see the drunks, being awake is something like this. This is so true. <laughs> this is so true. Oh. Uh, yeah, dude, it's crazy. It is crazy when you're the only one who's not drinking for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So it's whether you're drinking, yeah, alcohol and standing out because you're sober or you're not drinking the Kool Aid and you're standing out because you're awake. Because you're yeah, awoke. Because you're woke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah. I know. I saw this and I thought, yeah, I mean, for some things you do feel like that. And it, and I know you've said too, right? It's like a lonely feeling. Like, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot mm. of that. I've seen a lot of that lately. This, this relationship between taking on like more nuanced point of views necessarily you know travels you further from the masses right right if you're daring enough to take up opinions that most people don't have you're gonna have to accept uh that that comes with less people right i mean it just it, it seems obvious but I don't think we're so privy to when we are maybe not taking on those points of view, right? Because we are avoiding that that solitude or that uh, what do you call it? Uh, what, are they, what when the dogs have they have uh, anxieties because you go away? What does it call attachment? Oh, uh, attachment sep- uh, separation separation anxiety. separation anxiety, right? I think we have that philosophically sometimes. Uh, yeah see see it's okay see mandy you're making it okay for for tina to just embrace her i don't mind i don't mind dating a uh, bisexual uh to rock so i'm the only one (laughs) yeah no totally i mean but it you know i i do think it's uh it's a skill. It's a, a you have to build it. You sure. have to build that muscle, right? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what this podcast is about. It's like slowly just going, "Hey, so I'll let you know to just a few people, a handful of people, uh, I think the world is fucked, and we should stop uh, investing in its future in the way that you think is obvious, and do my way because that'll be for the best of total loss of suffering and, right. and the solution of all problems. Anybody else? And then nobody. But that's okay because at least it's only a few people that I <laughs> totally flop that idea with. I don't mind. You know. You know. So again, and I do want to say I don't think it's bad to fake it a little bit till you make it because you're not trying to fight everybody at a party. Yeah. Right. Just go and just nod your head. People, I love you, and you don't love them back. They're drunk. It doesn't matter. Just go. Okay. See you. I'm. Right. <laughs> it's like sometimes it's okay to just fake it like you make it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I agree with your drunk point of view on the world. I'll just be awoke in this corner here. Okay. But I do feel that uh, the it is the same feeling though. Like because I'm always the sober one, right? Yeah, at a party. Yeah, yeah. And when people get drunk Thank and you go, <laughs> when people get drunk and you go, okay, here we go again. You know, it's like that feeling of like, oh, like they're about to get crazy or, you know, right. they're going to be way too touchy feely or whatever it is. Right. right? right and then right. it's like, uh, and then certain topics, you know, it's like, oh boy, when you're, when someone is, like acting drunk that aren't that and they're not drunk you know it's like you just feel like oh boy here they go again with that kind of talk you yeah, know yeah yeah well that's why i love the internet we could do things like this where we collect and you don't even have to be geographically in the same place we no. can you know collect in the same room and not actually right, be in the right. same room we don't have to leave our house but like scrolling through facebook don't you just go like oh boy here we go again they're y- posting that 
that See, but stuff. <laughs> when I'm like, when I'm like not engaged, I'm just watching from the corner. I don't mind. You can be as fucking out there as possible. I don't. In fact, the more out there, the better, because just entertaining. I'm just entertaining. Right. When you when you're in the conversation. Now I I, w I like it when we're more on the same page and we can whatever. Right. And I don't mean just echoing each other's like you know in in solidarity. We're all just yes people to each other. I don't. Right. Let's have a little fight back. Let's have a little disagreement. But I still want. I mean, it's preferable when everybody's on a similar level, similar yeah. page that where we appreciate logic and reasoning. Right. I I just appreciate a group of people who are looking to the solidarity uh, solidarity of your argument based on the logic and the reasoning you use, rather than, oh, I'm some expert or I'm some nobody. Like right, if that's right. what you're going by, then you're this is not our people, right? Our people right. is like we're trying to focus on. Uh, that's what I even with this meme police. I want to throw out ideas, oh, break them down, and I then totally randomly just click this. Okay, go ahead. But this says when dealing with people. Remember, you're not dealing with creatures of logic, but creatures of emotion. That's so true. And Dale wow, Carnegie. That goes. Um, that goes with what you just said, right? It's like you know, it's so funny. Uh, I just read uh, in this book I'm reading on dataclism. There was a guy named back in the day of Dale Carnegie. There was a guy named his last name was Carnegie, spelt with a Y. They got him mixed up. No, no, no. Oh, what he did though was he was coming out with some product. And he changed his name to be spelt like that. Oh. And then the sales went up. Wow. And, you know, he's not related. Right. He never said he was related. Right. But since the Carnegie was such a huge name back then, uh, just the, you know. It's like you know, if you were to say like you if were I, yeah. related to Matsumoto Shave Ice. Well, yeah, let's just say I said Matsumoto Ice Cream. And it's different from the Shave Ice. I just would get a lot more ice cream sales. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that wild? Yeah. And would I be able to do that? Maybe, right? If I did the logo slightly different, it's ice cream in your honor. It's not shave ice, right? Right. You know, and it's legit your last name. Right. And I'm a Matsumoto. Why can't I? Right. And that, that's an argument that could be made, right? Right. Um, but it's just interesting, like, because that was, he knew that we're dealing with, cre you know what I mean? That Carnegie with a Y yeah. knew that we're dealing with creatures of emotion, yeah. not logic, right? You know? Uh, Matsumoto fried rice. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm down. You can't get mad at me. That's my last name. I love fried rice. That's actually one of the few things I actually make well. Fried rice. Mm. Oh yeah, so true. I mean, and you know, it's not our fault. If we look at the the brain science, and again, I just read brain science books. That doesn't mean I'm uh, a brain scientist myself, but I do like to comment on it because it's one of my favorite subjects. I like to read. Um, yeah, most of our brain you know, has functions that deal with emotion, you know, from the reptilian part back here and, you know, the logic area, which is the frontal cortex, right? Uh, it's just the the most, the newest development in our brains, right? Literally, right? It's, so it's like instinct over... Yeah, yeah. So much more of what we are, you know, <laughs> created to move by is emotional rather than logical. Yeah. And they even say, if you read deep in these books, they talk about even what you think is purely logical or rational. If you were to like block some of the emotional uh, pathways in the brain, you can't even do stuff like logical. Like even remembering where your keys are. Oh, wow. Uses emotional centers to identify. Wow. So there's like, it's the cross uh, references of different parts of the brain that work in unison a lot of times that gets you to be able to do a certain thing, remember a certain thing, go to a certain place, whatever it is, right. bring up a certain skill, 
right? Emotion plays such a deep part in everything we do, even the seemingly just uh, practical stuff. Anyway. I want to read that one. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, and Mandy knows more about Salman Rushdie. She was putting up facts about him that we yeah, can go back to. It. I don't even know. I don't know what a fatwa is, which she mentioned. She can probably explain it to us. But let's just read what he uh, wrote. Um, and I put this into the chat, by the way, uh, before I knew that he was stabbed. Mm-hmm. I just was seeing it happen. Maybe he was coming up because he because had gotten stabbed yeah. and I didn't realize it anyway. Yeah, but yeah. he said my feeds are just through in there. <laughs> And uh, Salman Rushdie, the quote that's up, the meme that's up is says, respect for religion has become a code phrase, meaning fear of religion. Religions, like all other ideas, deserve criticism, satire, and yes, are fearless disrespect. Mm. And, And like I said, we were talking about it earlier, um, yeah, he did write the Satanic Verses. That's when I first heard about his name. Um, Get stabbed in the, yeah. Uh, he had a fatwa issued against him. I don't know what it is. It doesn't sound good, though. And then he got <laughs> stabbed in the face. Well, like, yeah. so when he came out of the Satanic Verses years ago, I remember just thinking, and I don't know who that is either, Padma Lakshma, Lakshmi, or Lakshmi. We're going to look it up right now. Um, Indian-American writer. They're both writers. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. He made definitely made a deal with the devil. <laughs> Cause she gorgeous. Yeah. Damn. Wow. What is the what is the difference of age? Mm. Uh I'm sorry if that's the first thing I'm thinking about. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. We were talking about that earlier. I guess. After living together for five years in April of 2004, Lakshmi married novelist Salman Rushdie. Then in 2007, three years later, the couple filed for divorce. But I mean, I'm sure, I don't know what the the thing is. But anyway, um, I've always thought like he's, he's one of those guys walking on the edge, right? Of saying really controversial stuff in a you know uh especially when it comes to religion Mm -hmm. right people are emotional over logical you know yeah 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 um and so yeah you look a lot of his quotes it's talking about freedom of expression you know you know we should be able to fearlessly disrespect religion yeah i mean should be is one thing from actually can without getting stabbed right right uh, she was the host of Top Chef. Oh, and she says wow. Fatwa official calls for. Okay, oh. okay, okay. Yeah, so an official call for his assassination, right? So he's been like, oh, by her Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I just don't know how much, I you know, as a young person, I they call it you know being a zealot or you know you're willing to die for your cause, right? You know, I just don't know. When I was young, I had those vibes. You know, I, um, gorgeous and smart. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a very tough combo. Yeah. You know, and, uh, uh you know, I wonder what the, uh, the, the age difference is. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, this whole idea, my whole life, I've, I've had this, this feeling like you should be willing to die for what you believe in, 
you know, Braveheart was my favorite movie when it mm -hmm. came out. 1995, directorial debut of Mel Gibson, won Best Director, Best Actor, um, Best Movie, all kinds of shit, you know? And I just remember thinking, oh my God, this is the problem with the world is nobody's brave enough like while William Wallace was, you know, was willing to have literally, you know, he was, uh, what do you call it when they cut you cut your intestines out and... I don't know, 24 years older than her. Oh, uh, wow. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they got you, and he had the choice. Like, do you want to, like, kiss the emblem on my robe, which would mean, like, surrender, call me king, or you can take the slow route, and then I just cut your insides out, and we torture you. Mm. And he goes, so what it, will it be? Tell me what you th what's going to be at the end, right? He famously yells, freedom! And you can just see everyone going, oh, my God. Like, his friends. His friends are like, oh, my God. This dude is, like, disemboweled. See, if I, we don't have Mandy here, I don't even know if I can speak. <laughs> Fatwa, like, you know, disemboweled. The, the thing where you do the thing. The thing with the thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, I, yeah, when I was a young person, I wrote a 27-page paper in response of how I thought... You know, our commitment to our ideals are lacking. It's this kind of like, we had to go back to 13th century to see William Wallace to remind us of like, you know, we say a bunch of shit, but we're not about it. We're not about that life. Or in this case, we're I'm not like, about I'm that slow opposite. torture's death. I'm like, eh, you know, saying saying how you feel is overrated. Just oh. just say it amongst your friends. Uh, you will <laughs> see women mature faster than men. It took well, me a I while. Just, like, it took me a while. Know. I was like, yeah, you know, maybe because I'm a man. I'm like, ah, you know, kill for what you believe in and don't like, you know, cower just because it's sore, like as painful, like he chose the righteous way. And now I just look at him and was like, dude, what? what's the point? Now you're just dead, but you took the long way out. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but Scotland might differ because Scotland's like, no, you freed us and so much good came from it. Right. All right. But I just think in the end, that's what we're being sold as humans. We're being sold this idea of like sacrifice for everybody and everything. But you live a fucking very hard, torturous life for it. Impressive. And I'm trying to compromise. Draw, yeah, he was drawn and quartered too, which is like basically drawn and quartered, literally. Stretched and pulled. Four limbs pieces. being yeah. drawn and quartered, meaning four different horses apart. pulling you apart. And yeah, also. see, like, uh, no, nah, I'm good. I can keep my thoughts to myself. A kiss your ring, whatever. Like, that's. Yeah. Just hold a podcast that only tens <laughs> of people care about so that if you say something crazy, not that many people care. And the people who do care is mostly your friends. Yeah. So they Same. just get, you know, my friends just quietly go, them fucking two are crazy. But they don't, you know, they'll still hang with us and we'll still have UFC. Yeah, it's like whatever. we were talking, we were watching Prey and the whole time I'm like, oh my God. Like we said, we thought, what, what would happen? The question, what was the question you asked me? Like, what do you think uh, would be harder to go back to that time and like, someone now in the present yeah drop your iphone and go back to, to 1719 was the year right. of prey or or someone, someone from, from there. 1719 coming into the present yeah. day like who do you think would have it rougher i'm like <laughs> i'm telling you right now i know i would have it rougher and i would die as soon as i get there as soon as yeah. i go what no cell service oh, sure I'm sure dead. i'm dead yeah you know the, Mandy says 
Tina gonna need to watch The Little Mermaid. I'm just telling you. I just watched it two days ago, Mandy. Literally, I just watched Little Mermaid. Well, let me. The only reason why I said, like, after you answered that way and you said it's way harder for us to go back to 7 to 19 and survive than it is for someone from 7 19 to come here and survive. Obviously, I think you're right. I'm like, like, cry me a river. You have to learn how to start a computer. Like, yeah. I have to learn how to start a fire. Okay, okay. Like, and I, I agree right off the bat. That yeah. sounds totally sensible. But I started to, like, wonder, right? <laughs> yeah. And this is just something This is something to think about. Like, something what about. would be? Well, your whole them. life, you live in the fucking forest. Right. And you literally wake up and you check the sun where it's at. You smell for things. You're looking for footprints. You're like hunting to live, hunting to protect yourself, right? Then you're worried about the youth. Are they learning how to hunt and gather and all this stuff, right? To hunt and gather. Oh, my God. I just then came up with another book title. <laughs> to hunt and gather. That's, that's going to be my new thing. Um, but I just wonder, like, we think, yeah, so easy. Just come here. Now you got air conditioning. It's cush. You watch a little fucking news on the TV. You know, we'll take you to fast food. You just have order whatever you eat, whatever. But to me, they would have sensory overload and probably die of a heart attack is one thing you'd face that you're not thinking about. <laughs> you're not thinking about that. You're not thinking about they'd be cooped up in here. And then in seconds, they'd be like, I need to be out in the forest. And you'd be like, well, that place is illegal. And I go, what do you mean illegal? They're like, stairway to heaven. You can't go there. What do you mean I can't go there? Like, and then pretty soon you're like, okay, we have to go on these, like, these, like, hikes that are approved by the state who's the state you know that person just fucking like called me a name and said i'm a fucking like a jungle lover <laughs> and what does that mean but i didn't like the way their tone is i stabbed him what's wrong with that you know i'm just saying you might not be appreciating the difficulties that they will run into right mandy like you know what i mean uh sure. it just it'd be tough to I, it'd be tough to not be savage as the way you're used to yeah and they would like the discomfort and displeasure they would feel probably only they could t i would you know what i mean right i think you know but you're right we would fucking I, die I just, fast I just feel like, yeah, who, who's gonna live longer probably them and but that might be die. more torturous they would, it'd be like, it's again, they'd be oh, drawn I'd, and quartered. I'd be like, as soon as we get there, you already know what I'm going to say. You already, as soon as we get there, it was 1719? 19, yeah. I'm hungry. And then yeah. you're going to be like, well, go find a fruit and I'm going to eat it and die because it's going to be the, the wrong, wrong fruit. Yeah, yeah but like, that's almost like I said, we yeah. might be lucky and die quicker. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just sure. like, we just, the, a bear would take us out and we'd just be Quit. done. Yeah. Yeah. One couple of bear wouldn't even get to me. I would just my heart would stop before exactly. it could even get exactly. To me. Yeah. But poor girl from prey might come over here and like just last a little bit longer, but just suffering because all oh, sensory overload and all this other shit. Right. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, Mandy uh, says. Yeah, no, that's what she, they're saying. They'd be having the crazy. End, uh, they didn't have anxiety and wouldn't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. Like. that's what i'm saying so it's like i just thought that was an interesting juxtaposition because i know right off the bat it's us right. you know but yeah 1719 us would have anxiety too so it was just i just thought it was really closer quick. than i first thought when i first said it let me just say this real quick 1719 <laughs> was not a good year for black people i just tell you that i don't need to be in there 1719 nothing <laughs> so true that's so true and so the lesson is anxiety kills everyone <laughs> 
it's fucking true. This is what I'm trying to tell you that the yeah. human body and the human brain ain't good for nobody when you compare it to, uh, you know, not having to deal with this in the first place. Right. right. But since we're here, of course, I'm all about how can we make it better, a better time for us, right? That is definitely She's also like, part yeah, of this. you're wrong there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, it's all, and so like that's, you know, I'm both. I both, I'm, I got one foot and let's be realistic about the future that we're investing in and the good we think we're trying to do. That's, that's let's be realistic about it. But I'm also yeah. one foot in like, well, we're here now. What's the best ways to party while we're here? Yeah, so it's both. Exactly. Okay, I don't, I'm not a fucking extremist. <laughs> uh, for someone who thinks the whole human race should die out i'm not that of much of an extremist <laughs> okay go why is it acceptable for you to be an idiot but not acceptable for me to point it out uh, yeah i tell you right now uh you and me mandy uh we, we ain't got problems with that we yeah. ain't got problems with that so this ain't for us <laughs> because well but that's but just because we don't care if it's acceptable <laughs> it's they, but we recognize this to be a true meme that you know it, it's it seems to be there seems to be a inequality and imbalance and the amount of acceptability there is for just idiots running around right and the amount of judgment it comes when someone goes to point it out right or fill in the blank right asshole or whatever it's like why can't we just point out when someone's acting a certain well way? i again okay, so i do think there is this weird uh you know imbalance partly because i think there's more idiots than non-idiots right there's an imbalance the the imbalance starts right. with the amount of idiots right and the level of idiocy also varies, right? And I think it's much higher in the idiocy. <laughs> that meme is why I love Judge Judy so much. She gets paid to tell all the idiots that they're idiots in front of people. <laughs> it's such a great... It's like a dream job. It right? is, totally. I mean, we're doing it for free in front of a few people. That's the, <laughs> that's the only difference. But well, yeah, it, it is a fun job, you know, when you get to do it uh, officially and legally. Totally. Um, I do think also there is something to be said for the art of pointing it out in a way that gets you less judgment, right? So I think yeah. comedy is part of that. Using a useful metaphor is part of that. Telling your stories in such a way, like like I said. I'm still learning how to do that. Well, I'm still like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know how to well, that can Well, that could work too for Bill Burr. <laughs> Right, certain people, right. but even Bill Burr, he's saying that, and then there here comes a joke, here comes right, an anecdote, right. right? It's like, yeah, just there is a way where you don't look bad. I, right? I, I love the in his last special, uh, Bill Burr, what is it, the, at Red Rock in Denver, I think, or Utah, yeah. one of those, and he said, like, look, just be honest, is there what have you done in your life that's that great? If you can't answer that, should you really be replicating yourself? Yeah. You're just making more traffic. Yeah. Use. Use out there. Making more fucking traffic. You're going to get another fucking idiot <laughs> causing more, you know, standing in line, making things longer to wait for. <laughs> and that, you know, that's a harsh truth, right? Right. Most right. of our kids, even us, we have, you know, we have high hopes for Lonnie and KK. Right. But we we don't miss an opportunity to tell them, look, the odds are stacked against you, kids. Right. And also, it's much like, easier to be average and a nobody than it is to make something right. out of yourself. And, you know, like KK, especially. Right. She's not um, she hasn't come to terms that she is now officially like and has been an adult. Right. <laughs> she's like, I don't I don't want to. I don't want to do this. She's like, I don't like that. We have to work forever uh, yeah like, it's not a likable trait she's only smart by yeah. saying it out loud so like I nobody her, said that i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah. that i i brought you here for, <laughs> to do this but now you know 
it is don't, what it is now. Don't bring anybody here to go through what you're going through. You sure, know? sure, sure, sure. She or, always uh, says, I didn't ask for this. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, she's right, though. You can't, like, you, to checkmate is a checkmate. But, like, yeah. for her own good and safety, she needs to get over it, tough, yeah. toughen the skin up. And we need. Yeah, we you're need, here. And we're here. You're here. Like, it's it. it just, we, we're going to be better off if we toughen up, get to work, pick a work that's rewarding. Right. Put it, because you're not going to have a good life not working not working diff and sometimes you're gonna have to work out yourself out of a difficult situation things are gonna be unpleasant and those who come up with skills and attitudes that can get themselves out without complaining is they're just gonna be better off i believe yeah. right? we all know that yeah right? this one might be a little small the words might be small let me this is a great one this is so great the teacher told the kids to draw their mom's hobbies and this kid drew their mom drinking <laughs> wine. we all love this because we all love this because i mean there's there's nothing more adorable than a kid's truth because we yeah. all know we all know like you like it or not like it the fucking shit is true the fucking shit is true but the moms just don't like it when they call mm -hmm. them out i know i don't so knock it off <laughs> Well, you can't. No, but, but I did teach my kids, right? Like, you can't teach them to lie either. No, no. But it's like, look, there's a time and place. You don't tell people at school what mom's doing at home. <laughs> you know, that's like home and then there's school. So what would you teach Lonnie to say to a teacher who says, draw your mom's hobbies? Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I just think that I... She probably would draw me at the mall or something like, oh, my mom likes to shop. You, if you're lucky. If I'm, well, what else? She could say. Well, uh, there's well, like. If, they, if you said, like, let's say it said the teacher told kids to draw what their parents' hobbies are. And, and right. she would put uh, <laughs> me and you sitting on the couch watching Netflix smoking a, a blunt. Right. A like if she drew that, I'm not mad because I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I, I teach Lonnie, hey, look, man, there's a certain age and a certain time, and, obviously, for everything. And you have but, a card. And I have a card. I've done it legally, and I'm using it for medicine. You are too young, and there's uh, there's a time and place. It's not now. But if later mm -hmm. on, as in a consenting adult, if you use it legally and uh, correctly, I am a fan. And I, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to tell her my true feelings about it. Yeah. You know? Zach says a lot of his DOE friends are the best drinking. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones. Of yeah, course. They're like, I, I know. They the deserve it. Like your mom's fucking awesome. Dude, they deserve it. And by the way, there are a lot of wonderful traits to wine. You know, like no, I said, yeah. the French people drink a little Every red night, wine. They say, right? yeah, a couple glasses a day is only making your heart attack uh, like less likely. Okay. You know, it has you know has some traits where it opens the blood and keeps it flowing a little bit. And of course, more than two a day, now you start to get into trouble with the liver. But okay, keep it at one or two a day, and you're actually in health. You're actually healthy. Yeah. According to some right. Yeah. Right. This is uh, we've been uh, we've been holding on to this. This might deserve a whole podcast, but let's stick our toes in just for fun. Okay. So it uh, says, uh, go ahead. So this guy Andrew Tate, right? He's just a. Uh, Sparking a lot of controversy here with some of the things he says, but it says, "This says once he starts posting TikTok clips of this uh, clips of this dude's podcast, leave him." So obviously so a girl this posted girl this, posing and saying yeah, basically yeah. fuck this guy, right? Right? 
So, so why do you think she might be saying that uh, and educate? Maybe our, because our, he says that men own their women. <laughs> Maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe that he says uh, men are smarter than women. That's just a fact. You know, um, <laughs> look it up. It's a fact that he read somewhere. Uh, then as soon he as was you basing look it up, that, he was basing that on uh, IQ tests or something. Except like that. as soon as you yeah. look it up, the mo- the smart or the highest IQ is is a woman. Yeah, and he said that's an anomaly. He just meant generally. Yeah. So there doesn't mean that. Except uh, there can't. It isn't. He said it doesn't mean that the, he was saying that in a room with two women. He's like, it could be that these two women sitting around or across from me are smarter than me. I'm not saying that's not possible. He's just saying as a generalization. Sure. And he's trying to use the IQ test as his his reasoning. But anyway, that's right. that's you know. Uh, these are some of the things he said that is making a lot of women uh, make him his, the enemy number one for a lot of women. And to be honest, a lot of men hero number one. It's happening, whether we like it or not, folks. Right. Uh uh, and Zach says, I'm pretty sure Tate is just an 80 chauvinist WWF character that doesn't wrestle. <laughs> but he is a four-time uh, kickbox champion. Except he hasn't really fought anyone of notoriety. In a, yeah, okay. So in the so, world, of nobody knows any kickboxers anyway. So that's not but saying much. even out of much. the kickboxers, it's not uh, like, the, so the competitions that he's done sure. aren't the ones with the... I mean, he hasn't fought in a few years. He's 35. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely, you know, he's, he's an older fighter in the world of fighting right i think so um but yeah i mean you know, i i think this is a little extreme you know to say right like leave your guy if he right. if he starts uh posting clips from his tiktok because actually you, some of some of the things yes. he says um art can be can be motivating that's I the problem with yeah. him he has some good stuff and then right off the when he's saying some good stuff then he'll just jump off a cliff and say and by the way if your girl is doing only fans she owes you money because you own her private right. parts that obviously right. is uh, hilariously extreme, and I don't see anybody agreeing with that, except for maybe, to be honest, some religious mm. folks, and I won't name the religions, because you can just speculate, and a lot of, you know what I mean? It's a lot of, there's a lot of people who you can guess fall in line with that way of thinking. It's like they have the finally someone said it vibe. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, there's a lot of people came out, and it's like, are we doing this now? Because I couldn't fucking wait. Someone says something uh, publicly or comments something on the internet. There's a whole bunch of people who hold Will Smith in high esteem and still to this day think finally someone did it. And you know what? Fuck yeah. They, I mean, millions, I believe, believe this. Millions, you think? I believe millions believe that you came at his wife. He slapped you. Good for you. I believe Ooh. millions fall into that category. Wow. I might be I might be wrong. I'm just speculating. I don't know for sure. I, I didn't don't know. I think you know I think millions because be. we're talking about seven billion in the world. Right. And I think billions saw it. Right. But like, it, out this of this be, country, this everything could saw be it. Just my algorithms, right? Right. But I haven't seen the only person I saw like defend Will Smith was DJ Jazzy's Jeff. Like his friend DJ right. Jazzy Jeff. No, like, no, no. And I saw. who the fuck is he? And no. I, but everyone on my page and sure. everyone, you know, like as I was Googling, you know, articles and stuff, right. I could not find any articles that said Will Smith was right for doing what he did. Uh, um, well, there was like Tiffany Haddish 
right? There was, uh, there's a few, I, I mean, that just come to my mind. There were people's like, yeah, well, you got to watch what the fuck you say. You know, it's like, you know, in fact, Tiffany said it was beautiful, a man standing up for his woman like wow. that. Wow. You know, it's like, well, I wish more men had the balls and were brave enough to stand in front of their man, you know, up for their woman like that. Kevin Samuels. No, but I'm going to look it up. Similar controversies. Oh, I see, I see. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that is, I will say there's some stuff that's interesting. Like, he's saying, I, I, and he's saying it at a time when the, you know, the world is so, there are so many polarized points of view. Mm -hmm. One of them is there's people saying there's 200 plus genders to deal with, right? And he's coming to, on the opposite extreme and saying there's only two genders Here's exactly what they are. And he's, it's almost like he's getting a religious cult-like following because his views are very religious in nature in the sense of this is what the fuck it is. Yeah. And when you're not on this side, you're a fucking dumb fuck and you're a peasant and fuck you and go die. This is the shit. This is right. This is wrong. Yeah. And I don't give a shit what you think. This is the reason why. the And then he starts hitting on a lot of stuff like you know whatever you know we're confusing the roles and i just think there's a lot of people who just they're hearing it like an itch being scratched that has been itchy for years mm. it's like it's like men need to be tough they need to pay for everything we need to get back to that you men said like men that stay at home are like with their kids are pussies yeah he's like nobody Whoa. needs a second mom he's like get out there you know learn mm. how to fight Learn, get a job, work, you know, even stuff like work two, three jobs. I don't get distracted. Get, if you're not getting rich, it's because you're distracted. You're lazy. You're playing fucking video games. You're getting soft. You're spending all your time on TikTok, commenting on dances. I mean, he's saying stuff that's stoking, uh, uh, he's, itch, he's scratching that itch where a lot of people can, there's some truth to some of it. Right. I mean, mm. I'm not fully getting on board with there's only two. Uh, I mean, I don't I'm not. There's a lot of problems that he runs into by being so dogmatic. Right. Uh, Kevin spoke specifically about black men and women, and he'd say women need to get in line or die alone. And then he died in March. Oops. Wow. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm going to look that up, Mandy. Definitely. Yeah. Kevin Samuels. I'm going to look that up. Definitely. But that's yeah. that's kind of the, the the correlation between dogmatic statements that are very this way or that, very black tell, and white. I can't tell yet. Um, you know, Lonnie says if you look at his videos from years ago, right. he's always talked this way. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, my first thought, my first impression was he's saying these outlandish things because he's just being trying to be, you know, like a cook baby. Yeah. And, you know. I, like, I is know. he clickbaity or dictatey? Give us a call. <laughs> well, I think it's a little of both. Uh, yeah, I think it is his general personality to be clickbaity. I don't. I don't necessarily agree. like Trump. Trump like, was always clickbaity. It feels like he just read a bunch of like motivational books, right? And he I, he I, takes yeah. from those and then goes um, and then like puts his own little twist sure, on it of sure. like you know like you should be you should have fear and you should be angry and you use that to right. get what you what you're trying to accomplish like that's how you accomplish things right, like right, by right, channeling right. that fear and that right. anger i think that's a way i don't know if it's the best way well, and yeah. i don't know if it's a way that i would encourage people to that's the problem with it is yeah. like people are just going well like everyone's saying the opposite 
and then I haven't gotten anywhere with the fucking shit that I've been listening to all this fortune cookie motivational yeah. bullshit from fucking whatever is it Rumi or whatever memes Maya Angelou I'm passing around all this fucking nice shit I'm getting right. nowhere here comes a guy who's saying yeah because you're a fucking pussy you're playing too much video games put all that shit down you know go train in a fucking gym learn how to beat people up because if you don't know how you're a pussy and the alphas run the fucking world he's speaking like some of the shit where it's like when I keep on talking about like look the human species is formulated in the way where the powerful at the top will always be bullies to the bottom and right. to expect anything different is some fucking extreme libtard crazy shit like we're not that way Mm. we're not that way going to a bear and saying hey bear let's talk about equality and he eats your face off like let's talk about treating other species with a sort of a hope you know i didn't mean to use a gay voice i was just using a an exp a complaining voice that happened to have a lisp i'm just saying right like I, whatever whatever your uh you know thing that you think is is a positive or is a value but then it's missing a part of reality that's dangerous yeah right and i think he's doing the same thing too on another extreme right he's doing these other extremes right where yeah it's like you know, uh, employing anger and sadness and depression to get what you want, that can work, but how much toxic, you know, uh, byproducts and waste and suffering and shittiness is going to happen because of that way? I think a lot. That's what I think. I don't, I don't think that's the right way to do it. Right? Yeah. She um, says uh, it's the same with Kevin Samuels. People didn't like his delivery, but some of what he said made sense. Right. Yeah. Be because it's basically, you know, it's two extremes. So the other extreme is going to miss some stuff by being way left extreme. And he's on the right side being way extreme that side. But he's hitting a lot of the stuff that this, the left side is missing. Right. Right. And both sides then, you know, f kind of like are polarizing and both sides get something right, both sides get something wrong, right? And so we here trying to have some sense amongst us, we want to come to the middle and have these nuanced conversations that untangle some of the stuff, right? right. So some of the stuff is, I kind of agree, we are fashioned in the way where the alphas run the town whether it's through muscle in the back in the old day with cavemen or with a mixture of muscle and brain like it is now. Right. I mean, but to be, I think to be honest. Alpha is not necessarily a man. It is not necessarily like, a man, but where, it's metaphorically the yeah. concept where the alpha is the strong. Except his is literal. Like right. the alpha is the sure. man and, and the woman needs to right. sit the fuck down or go cook or go clean. Right. But I do think that we do have different roles as men and women. Like to pretend like we're the same physical strength is just ludicrous to me. Sure. Right. That's why we have some of that other stuff where you have someone who is a man their whole life, an Olympian, and then they put on a dress and then go compete in the women's and start kicking ass and just go like, I guess I'm just the better woman wrestler. You know, you're fucking yeah. beating women. You know, just because you, you shaved your beard doesn't mean you should get to beat up women, right? right. And so it gets, it gets uh, where it's like, I don't appreciate the philosophical nuance if in reality, no, there's a black and white. You're beating up a woman. Stop right. it. Cut it out. Right? Right, right. Uh, okay, well, this is another fucking heavy one. This is a heavy one. So this is a picture of a tombstone, yeah? It says, uh, a father designed this headstone for his wheelchair-bound son, depicting mm. him free of his earthly burdens. Let me just repeat it, because there was a little bit of a, I just want to make sure it's not, uh, it's, I just want to make sure it's clarified. 
a wheelchair-bound son, not a wheelchair-brown son, because that's slightly bound. different. Yeah. Okay, a father uh, designed this headstone for his wheelchair-bound son, depicting him free of his earthly burdens. And it's actually a beautiful statue on top of a gravestone of a child, like, standing up on top of his or wheelchair. Floating up to the Yeah, heaven. and so, so that's the first thing I want to say off of this, is I saw it, and it was beautiful. And it just brought a little emotion to me of, like, a father... You know, uh, having a, a handicapped son and then, you know, as he dies, it's a sad moment, obviously, for his family and everything. But it's, he's also trying to celebrate this moment of leaving, you know, his, you know, his body that wasn't, I guess it was, it was handicapped. And, he, you know, he, want, he was on, I guess, express the, the joy f in his son's now newfound freedom. Right, mm. and I do think that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thought. We've all known somebody. Oh, I think or, yeah. Th right? Like this is all for the parents, right? Right, so, right. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, my only thought I wanted to add is is to my worldview is that I think to be honest, that's all of us. You know whether, you know what I mean? I, right. We're all like handicapped in some, in, in some way in this body and i don't mean that i don't that that sounds like ableist privilege to someone i'm not saying that i'm saying obviously there's differences from someone who can use their legs someone who can't someone who has one sight in one eye someone has both someone who has, you know what i mean uh, you know i mean I, I i saw this video of a girl who's blind no not blind blind she's deaf she was deaf and she uses she's a musician and she sings and she sings perfectly on tune. She even has like machines, uh, gadgets around her that measure the key she's singing in. Wow. And she, she can feel vibrations and, you know, way more than she did. It was an accident or something. So she remembers hearing. She remembers, and then now she's not hearing. Mm. And, so, and so she knows that her vibration sensitivity has gone up since she's lost her hearing. So she actually sings and she'll practice singing and then she'll mark parts of her throat that represent a tone or a key. Wow. And she uses all these sort of makeshift techniques to try to compensate for her loss of hearing, okay. but still clinging on to being a musician, right? And she ends the video in a very interesting way where she goes, a lot of people, they're sad for me and they wish for me to either have my hearing back or, you know, what it would be like. Uh, I'm so talented that what it would be like if you could hear and like amazing what you could do without it. But imagine if you could, she could hear. Okay. And what she addressed everybody. And she's like, to be honest, I've never loved my music more. My, my relation with my music now is so much different and more intimate. And just the, the world of music to her is she's fallen in love with it so much as a newly found deaf person that she actually ended the video going like, I don't want my hearing back. Mm. And in fact, I feel bad for you guys who experience music without being deaf. Wow. Like you don't get to experience my experience. Wow. It's such a wild turn, a flip on the head of, uh, you know, just, it was just an interesting dimension that she offered from her experience on being handicapped in the world. And, and just like, sometimes it's not as black and white as you see it is my point. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and the same thing I feel like from being an abled body, like, uh, I just think it was an, it's an interesting thought to me to say humans, <laughs> By being born into this body, it's a it's a it is a type of 
prison in which I celebrate everyone's death, to be honest, with a similar feeling of like, I, I'm glad and I'm, I'm, I'm happy and I celebrate in your freedom from your, your body, mm. your, your, your prison, your earthly prison, right? And although one might be, I do agree, one might, one's going to be more of a right. torturous experience than someone else's. I do acknowledge that. I just think for all intents and purposes, it's kind of interesting. The way that I wish for my, I never had any kids that I know of, knock on wood. But the, the, the dream and the, the celebration of joy that I have saved for my kids, I express before they get here. And I say, I... I celebrate your freedom from your body before you even ever were enslaved by it. I sculpt my sculpture in metaphorically, philosophically, you know, I, I'm glad this, this moment, this father was able to sort of maybe grieve and process and heal with this sta beautiful statue that he made. But I make my statue daily in my mind. I say, dear kids that I'll ne never have. The best dad in the world, yeah, that's me, self-proclaimed. I celebrate your freedom from the body that I will never enslave you to. God damn, I'm so awesome. Let's just put some music to how awesome I am. You're welcome, kids. No, I don't need a card. I don't need a present for Father's Day. I know I'm the best dad. I don't need a cup that says world's best dad. I know you appreciate my statue that I make for you every day, kids kids that'll never be kids that'll never be enslaved kids that are free now and i love you so much you will always be free always that's dad's gift to you that's dad's gift to you welcome if you out there listening to this think you know what that is awesome ryan i'd like to be that kind of mom that kind of dad that kind of contributor to the betterment of all of life and to the world please feel free to copy me you don't even need to give me credit. If you want to, that's nice. I don't mind. Say, hey, Ryan, I got that idea from you. I don't mind. Let me know. It feels good. I'm human just like you. It feels good to be acknowledged, but only a little bit. I don't want to go viral. Anyway, okay. Go ahead. Some more. We're having fun. We're having fun. 126. Okay, yeah. Is it time for lunch now? We'll do it this oh, my God, no. Oh, okay. uh, we'll, do, we'll do a couple more. It's fun. You know, the very powerful and the very stupid have one thing in common. They don't alter their views to fit the facts. They alter the facts to fit their views. Doctor Who, 1977. I didn't even know that. Never. I gotta go see that. I don't know Doctor Who very well. Mm. I know Doctor Strange, Doctor Pepper, Doctor Dre, <laughs> Doctor Dre, Doctor J. Well, who is Doctor Who? Doctor Who. You know the very powerful and the very stupid have one thing in common. You know, I will say that that's true. I also, I just think, yeah, I guess if, if the, if the powerful and the very stupid includes all of humans, I think it's a human trait. Yeah. It's a human trait. And I think neuroscientists will tell you this. Psychologists will tell you this, that all the data says that this, everybody has this at least battle that we have to fight. Right. Right. That you have a preconceived notion, a bias, and it's almost impossible to just approach it and not let the bias affect. And if yeah. you think you're one of those people, I guarantee you, you're not. <laughs> that the second you think, oh yeah, I'm, I'm the exception to the rule. I don't have bias when it comes to like, you know, facts. That's a sure sign that you're probably not checking as often as I am. 
and then you're probably failing more than I am, right? Because I think it's smarter to just go like, I think the data is really, really strong here that all humans have a problem with this right. and need to fight it. You're not going to just come without it. We're going to have that bias. Every, in fact, it's literally how we take in data and it's impossible not to. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> All right. Look at that. Look at Tina's resting face. Tell me. <laughs> I know you're in a good mood, but the frozen, you the frozen picture just always catches you in the face where you look like you, you're not happy right now. But she is. Um, yeah, so, and, you know, I was just re I'm reading the book, like I said, on dataclysm, and it's pointing out how, how impossible it is to, um, to not bring your own bias to the data, right? And that, in fact, even uh, the way the human, brain, the, the human brain processes data is that, you know, it has to reduce the amount of data it has to like assign it to a label, which is a reduction of data. Everything, how we categorize, how do we put into, we automatically are putting information in terms of importance, right? Immediately, that's important, that's not. Like even right now, you, you might be focusing on my, on my voice. And so literally your brain will give preference and maybe the quality of the audio of my voice in your brain will be processed as a stronger, stronger signal than let's say, I don't know, maybe the traffic outside, a dog barking or whatever, because that's literally how we take in information by pushing out one fact and preferencing or prioritizing another fact. So, you know, I don't think that means we're just doomed and we're all got to be idiots who, you know, force the facts to fit our views. But I do think it starts with us being humble and saying, I looking at all the data, I feel like that's a trait of all humans and I'm a human. So I better watch out for it. So I watch out for it. That's all. I try to think about the process in which I'm bringing information. I try to figure out how I'm prioritizing it, putting it in that totem pole of you know, that hierarchical up and down of this is more valuable than this. You know, even it's like getting your cards, right? You see when I put, okay, I want to put all the here. This is my hand here. Put this, this random stray two over here, right? And so it, again, uh, the only thing I think we do to be smart about it is to uh, catch ourselves in the act of biasing information over, other information when they're both facts so you know what i mean how do i know that i'm being accurate with the prioritizing of information is is where we get into the nuance right mm. so step one acknowledging i'm probably one of those humans that alter facts that fit my views number two that's not cool so how can i catch myself doing that so that i can stop it and make sure that i'm following the facts that really are most important to follow I think the only thing I would add to that is that um, what th one thing that messes us up, right, is that now with social media and mm -hmm. all the ways they can manipulate it, right, they can put something out um, that may seem like fact, like anything that you f you think you believe or think you know, you could probably find something out there to agree with you. All the more reason. Yep. 
And so, yeah, so I think that like kind of emboldens us, right, to make these. Yeah. Uh, all these the more reason. Yeah, all the more reason. Always to check yourself to think I could be wrong. Specifically because we're in the information war at proportions that has never been known to mankind being inundated. You, you talk about like the girl from 1719 being overwhelmed by data. We are already are that. We already, yeah. but we, maybe we're not from 719, but we're from 19... 90 we're from you know what i mean it's like right. that's already a lifetime ago yeah compared to now and the amount of like sensory overload that we've had and you know now especially as i'm reading this data book like how much um how much they know from your data should i just i should save this right <laughs> yes. i should save this i'm not going to tell you more i'm not going to tell you more <laughs> I got so many facts about this data. You can't help but it. let me just tell you from your likes alone, even just take the likes on Facebook. From the likes on Facebook, the amount of accuracy that these programs can pinpoint if you're black or white, gay or straight, the amount of accuracy, and it goes down the list is mind blowing. And it's a very new sport. Right, so what your feed is representing to most of us just looks like, ah, the randomness of the internet, who knows what I'm getting. It's a very targeted, you know, content-driven stream. And they know exactly what they're doing to show you exactly what, when, to get you to, to basically feed you, a, 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 I think this is what it is. And I was, I'll go off a little bit of what of that, that ex-CIA agent was telling Lex Friedman on the podcast, right? He was saying, what we learn as a CIA agent is to learn about the nature of humans so well that we're able to basically manipulate it in our favor, either to stay hidden and to get information from you or whatever it is, whatever CIA operative is, right? Basically, he said, we're just paid legal criminals. So we get taught the philosophy of and the, the psychology and the sociology tendencies of the human in order to use that information to get something out of somebody to whatever it is. That's all the social media apps are doing. They're collecting data to get us to know us so well that the, that the predictability of what we're going to say next, what we're going to buy next, what we're going to do next right. is so off the charts, right? That it's nearly impossible to not get caught by that meme that says, I'm going to uh look for facts that fit my bias because literally all humans are doing that all the apps know that and they're selling our data that's so accurate and these people who are buying it and targeting you are making so much money that it's just feeding the machine and the monster is getting stronger and stronger right so what's happening is and this was in the documentary of so, uh, the social dilemma Come to find out, and we all just learned this as a world, that which is negative and brings anger and emotion out of us gets us to click the most, stay the longest. Yeah. And as we click the most and stay the longest, that gives up the most precious and accurate data of who we are. As we give up the most precious data of who we are, we are easier and easier and more predictable as where to put the ads to make sure we buy the certain things. Right. And it goes on and on and on. So then the content gets angrier and angrier and more divisive and less about truth and less about facts. 
right? And uh, more about just whatever gets you to do the clicking, right? Right. And in fact, I'm in fact using exaggeration, Andrew Tate, using clickbait uh, uh, topics, uh, purple hearts, right? Using uh, anger and emotion, Trump, Alex Jones, right? Using all of this shit to get your eyeballs on it, right? It's almost it's incentifying lies it's rewarding exaggeration yeah it is paying polarization right so necessarily everybody's individually world is being shaped by these uh uh what do you call it exaggerations this is being shaped by this fun house of mirrors right that distorts the truth so much that it's like it, it system systematically you're making it impossible for anybody to even know what the facts are much less fight the bias they have to make the facts fit their their uh you know there are already preconceived notions so mm -hmm. going back to the cia operative he said like one of the ways the simplest most tried and true ways to manipulate a human is to feed him back to themselves the view of the world that they already have mm. if so you're doing these things to find out what worldview they have you take that you echo it back to them is the surest and cleanest way to get someone to go guard dropped mm. got boom 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 so think about do, do, How like, does much that bother you that we're just so like basic? <laughs> well, of course it does. It goes to my original theory of humans, oh, right? That, that we're, we're shitty products. <laughs> we're shittily made. And to invest in the future, to go back to that original article and not and ignore all the problems with the product and just keep on throwing money at it, and then because it feels good, let's do the most good, is not addressing the actual fucking problem. Yeah. Manny yeah. says genius bombs <laughs> dropping on the rated HR show. That's all I'm trying to do. That's why I needed to be a tight knit family because yeah. I know this shit is hot. Is <laughs> I don't I don't you know I don't want to be an Andrew Tate just getting the click. I know I could I could make clips out of this. I could right. make the titles clickbaited. We know Mandy and I we got taught radio. Let's be honest, is right. a they train you to be clickbaity. So and I know we me and Mandy know how to do it, but I don't want to do that. I mean. All the time <laughs> i want to do enough of it to and you know it's real light hard morning show radio is not we're not trying to uh, we're not using the techniques that but we are going like you know hey woman you know so two celebrities get divorced guess guess who and it's like we're trying to use the clickbait to, but i you try i just try to crack jokes and give you give you the entertainment i'm not trying to like manipulate your world views or anything i'm not trying to like right. you know my just thing is like hey play some catchy songs do some jokes hopefully you like that and then you might get some zippies commercials you might get some hey come down to the car show right. okay so sorry <laughs> if that's some horrible thing to be then i'm sorry but that's the best i know how to feed my family with so far i am looking for better ways but <laughs> hey i am happy for the 30 plus year of the career i've had in radio right uh, uh but you know we're all looking to upgrade everybody is right obviously my bosses know on iHeartRadio radio that if someone came along to say here here's a billion dollars 
go, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know who would pay me a billion dollars for what I can't even make up something. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be tempted to, like, to, to, yeah, I'm going to be tempted to do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, there is no elevator in healing. You have to take the stairs. Uh, let's talk I, about this. Yeah, I, I, uh, when I saw this, I, I, I disagreed with it right away. Okay, like, why, I just why? feel like. Lot, this had a lot of likes, by the way. Well, I just go ahead, feel go ahead, like. Talk about, um, talk about it. This is the mean police. Don't hold back. You know, I think it's a, in, in the way you look at things or the way you look at your problems or the way, you know, it's like uh, something that you misinterpret uh, can give you a lot of pain that's exactly right that's why the mean police i love it i love don't, don't defund the mean police i think we're, <laughs> we're doing good okay go ahead so why let's talk about it why what, what's what's some danger here well you know it kind of goes back to the meme we had the other day right with the guy on the on the subway or i mean right. on the train where it's like uh one guy is looking out of the window and it's like despair right and he and it's like i can't um, the words were uh Things, things are out of my control. Yeah, things, things I can't that, control. Things I can't control. And then there's a there's the opposite side of the the, the Bus, train where yeah. the guy's looking out the window and he sees like rainbows and butterflies and it has the same statement: the things that I can't control. Right, right, right. right. And I feel like you know the more we give in to these supposedly you know things that you like know, if it's not difficult then you're not going down the right path right. it's the same thing I, right, I, right yeah right. i just think i don't know if that's true i just think maybe for certain <sighs> things certain cases you, maybe yeah but it's more your mindset right which by the way was a tattoo written on the arm of the girl in prey right no risk no gain or who's what? Arm, or what movie was that what what movie? Maybe it wasn't Prey. I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, no. But she what? Had a tattoo. Okay. What was the one? Right? Um, she just put. It's like no risk, no gain. Or no, no. That was that was Purple Hearts. Sorry, I got it mixed up. <laughs> Sorry. The girl in right. Purple Hearts had a tattoo and said no risk, no gain. That's what her parents uh, told her when they told her um, moved to two immigrants yeah. moving from was it Cuba or whatever, and yeah, moved moved here to the states. No risk, no gain. Right. Right. Right, um, which is a slightly different, uh, there's a slightly different phrase in that, but I can tell you right now, especially after reading this data book, it is a very smart question for humans to ask to go like, how little risk can I get for how much gain? So I, I do see that we get trained to this idea of like, if we want gain, we're going to have to risk. There is that and there, that makes sense in a lot of things. Well, okay, but I, I think, think it's the most, smart. The most basic one, right, is right. like, you know, you if you want anything, if you want to be successful, you have to work hard. But then there's that work, you know, or work, work smarter, work not harder. Smart, right? right. So like to me, this is one of those things, right? Yeah. If you tell, keep telling yourself it's got to be difficult, right? And there's no just push button and end up at the place of healing. I think you miss out on if there is those elevator right, rides. Right. And I believe there is. So, okay. So some things in life, I think you can waste a lot of time figuring out like you ever uh, like the elevator is broken and you're thinking of a billion different ways to get upstairs. And for 45 minutes, there's always been. You could have taken the stairs, but I've had this in my building. Manny, you must know this because in radio, the elevators are so shitty usually. <laughs> Sorry, I heard, but you know this has been a problem. And I, we will text each other and go, the elevator's broken. I can't come to work. 
right? We live. Our stairs are fucking four flights up. But I remember thinking, I can't come to work. Wow. (laughs) I remember having that thought in my head, like, oh, the elevator's broken. Like, oh, but partly because I'm pissed off because, like, why are they fucking fixing the elevator 85 times in the year? Anybody who works at iHeart can fucking attest to this, that right. for whatever reason, maybe there's only one elevator fixing company in the fucking islands that got a monopoly. I think that's true. It could be, right? Because then who wants to get paid only once, but you can get paid 85 times, right? Right? Like Chris Rock said, the cure in the, 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 money, in the, uh, the money in the sickness, not the cure. Right. And that's not great, Chris Rock, but you know what I mean? Right. It's not, I don't want to heal you. That fucking day, where are all my money going to come from? Right. So it's like, uh, I do, you know, sometimes it's stupid, right? We, we're, we're waiting for the elevators because we want it easy. Sometimes I do think it's take the fucking stairs. I do. So there is times yeah. where it's just like, look, it's going to, yeah, you're going to burn a little in your fucking thighs, but you're going to get some muscle. Shut the fuck up. Let's go. That's, that's, that's the best way. But, but right? I think the ones like, yeah. wait, what is it? Just say? He said, it is Chris Rock. He said, he said, they get you on the comeback. <laughs> exactly right. It's the coming back and needing more, right? It's yeah. the, I want to make you need this medicine is the money, right? right? Even th- I, th- to be honest, I think a lot of the therapy we talked about before, not all. Find a good therapist if you can. But a lot of the whole business of therapy is built on that. It's like, I ain't trying to really heal you. I'm trying to get you to be a regular. So so You need help for uh, one hour a day, you know, whatever. I I need a fucking 630 slot. Mm -hmm. So you need one. I'm going to subscribe to you. You see me an hour a day for the next 17 months to, to get really better. That's just phase one. And then you'll be able to really heal some relationships. We got a lot of trauma to go behind. <laughs> I mean, they're trying to make money. I get it. So I would say like one example right. where you have to take the stairs, right? right in healing is right, right. like physical healing. Right. Like if you right, right. have to go through physical therapy sure. to build sure. muscle or something like that. Right, right. But like two that stand out to me that I feel like so many people have a really hard time with. Um, that would benefit from maybe rethinking the way they deal with pain is death and relationships. Those two are like, um, you know, we all struggle with those two things, right? And you can, you know, if, if a loved one passes and like this example of this guy that did the tombstone for his right. son. Right. That was like a, a beautiful memorial for him and maybe that helped ease his pain versus just like, you know, like he looks at it like my son is now free versus I lost my son. Right. You know what I, mean? I do think that's a better way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that to be honest is what got helped me deal with my, both my parents died, right? They both died from something they were sick from. So li- I mean, I'm not saying people who, who fall in the side of heavy missing their, I mean, I just, for me, what dominated my grief after they died uh, was that they're out of pain right now. Yeah. I did have that statue of like, you're free yeah. from your sickness. And then, you know, I'm already biased towards this way of thinking like heavily, but especially of course, if you're handicapped in a severe way, you're sick in a severe way, obviously those sufferings suffering. are more pressing, yeah. more pressing, but you know, I couldn't even, and doesn't make me great or anything. I just couldn't feel sorry for myself that I was missing them. I did miss them, but it didn't, it never cracked the strength of 
they are free. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I've always been weird this way, but I've always had that idea of like, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm not gonna, I just don't, my brain never made space in that room for like, oh no, let's think about all the times I miss them. I don't miss them because that, that's a weird feeling for me. I don't even like to say it. I, you know what I mean? In the sense mm -hmm. of like, I have to like be the stupid kind of selfish, I think, to kind of go back and go like, I wish you were here. But I mean, I guess I wish you were here with no cancer, but I wish we could fly. I wish there was no right, pain in the world. Right. How far am I? Of course, I wish. I wish. I wish nobody ever had cancer. I wish nobody died. Like I told you, put me in charge to play God and I make the whole world way differently. None of this, like, I'm going to put a challenge out to Job and see if the me or the devil. How's that? The, the worst part about <laughs> one of the worst stories of the Bible, and there's a lot that I don't like about it, but is like God and the devil making bets over Job. Mm. Motherfuckers out there just betting on the guy's life. He's like, oh, yeah. Well, I bet you can't find a good person in all, <laughs> all of his. Like, God's like, okay, I see that. I raise you one. I bet you my boy Job, go, have at it. Locusts, diseases, sores all over his body. Even put his wife into major suffering. My boy ain't going to fucking turn on me. Ever. Not once. My boy loyal. <laughs> and he just suffers all this shit while God sits by and watches back. And like, you know, uh, I don't, don't, don't bet with my life if i'm god i'm making it different everything's right. different right so anyway well that was uh that was my situation with my dad right, right, right it was right. like uh you know i was only 22 mm -hmm. um and i'd never experienced death before right and so him going into the hospital right. and his health just like declining majorly like every day right? right right and i i tell you at the time if i could have i would have just kept him alive forever he'd still be in this you know we'd have him in a in a hospital bed on life support you at know? that time that's what you believe that's what i love I mean, was well it was just i was very selfish in in the not but it didn't feel a, like that bad way. it yeah, didn't I feel like, like i felt like ready to let you go I'm, so. yeah i'm a loving daughter it's what loving daughters do for their loving fathers right yeah so it was like right. no um you know they're like well if you want you know want him to live we have to do this surgery that surgery this i'm like do it do it do it right. and so for like a month he was just like being tortured you know right. like so against like his against his plans like he always said i don't want to ever be in the hospital i don't want to be revived right so, so quite literally in this case I with your father God. right but also there was an elevator for healing just happened to be assisted suicide or something right a death a a, a, a loving you know death that uh, euthanasia right like he was at his end he was right. suffering right and maybe or pulling the plug yeah, or however you want to put able it to survive right. without all of those machines you know morphine and then just comfort right right and you know um yeah i mean it's a difficult subject but to me when when it comes down to it that's of course what i want for all my loved ones myself right. included right we're all going to hit that age where it's like crossroads how long do you want to suffer and have your ass wiped by somebody versus elevator to healing right so this is why i Quit, say literally sure elevator to healing straight to heaven make sure you have button. your advanced directive well that's i mean that's like huge i yeah. don't care how old you are 
have it in place have a will have something in writing have an uh, yeah. event directive because if you leave it up to your kids to make decisions for you they might they might fuck you over because i totally uh, while while meaning very meaning well very well you know but now looking back i go gosh mm. that was horrible of me because of course i don't want him to suffer and when i look back he suffered so much yeah. unnecessarily right. and but you know you're always hopeful like oh no i think he's getting better i saw him blink today you know like yeah, that kind of so totally. you, you don't want to jump the gun and you know right. what i mean and then never like what if he could have gotten better or something but there's so much emotion around life and our family members right. and keeping it for the longest ever so if we don't talk right. about these hard to talk about feelings like hopefully someone stumbles on this crazy ass fucking podcast not yeah. many but if all maybe the <laughs> The lucky random strandler who just needs just it. needs to hear it comes along and goes, you know what? Oh my God, maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe as much as I love my, you know, family members and the people close to me, that at the end of the day, right, less suffering is better. Right. And if I have to suffer missing their company over them suffering the fucking, you know, body attack from bacteria right. or viruses or whatever the hell's happening. But I, and, you know, for this, I unnecessarily took stairs, right? It's right. like, had I just come to terms there, in there the beginning. There was an elevator, right. He had an elevator. Right. I denied him the elevator. Sure. And then I also denied myself the elevator because it was way harder for me to heal all going it. through all of those things. All of it. So yeah. I just feel like sometimes um you know we we miss those things that are like staring us right in the face that we we should consider i mean you know it almost sounds like cold right like if you just that, go, but that's the problem is like i don't I, i'd rather it sound cold than be cold right you know what right. you have i mean people choose to sound warming while they act cold Right. You know, when really, you know, in this case, the true coldness you wanted was the coldness of the body that doesn't suffer the warmth right. of disease. You know what I mean? Right. It's like sometimes cold is warmer. Yeah. Damn it. More truth bombs. That are gen I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I don't want to blow your entire worldview in every podcast. <laughs> I don't mean to paradigm shift you into oblivion, but... This is part of our deal, folks. <laughs> This is part of our deal. Everyone makes mistakes, says our next meme. Uh, everyone mis makes mistakes in life. But that doesn't mean they have to pay for them the rest of their life. Sometimes good people make bad choices. It doesn't mean they are bad. It means they are human. Carry comment. Give us a call. Damn, no, that don't, just don't. came back to, like, this was just kind of like piggybacking on what we were just saying, well, right? It's and like, I will say, we are the two people picking this, the the memes. But I totally am so, going randomly. Yeah, no, you're going randomly, but there maybe they're just themes in our mind by accident, just by randomly picking the data, right? Go ahead. Go. Yeah, what, so what, do you, what do you have to say about this? Uh, let's see. Everyone makes mistakes. Sure. True. Right. That doesn't mean that they have to pay for them the rest of their life. Um, I think it depends. On it depends on the mistake. Yeah. I mean, you kill right. you kill a church full of people. I mean, right. hell, go to jail forever and ever. Right. Um, good time. Uh, sometimes good people make bad choices. I think that's all the time, every day. Sure. Um, it, it doesn't mean they're bad. It means they're human. Okay. This okay, is let's the thing talk, that we yeah. talk about. Right, this is what we talk about yeah. very often, right? Yeah, about yeah, they're yeah. not really being a good or bad. Right. It's right. like, uh, you know. Well, there's, yeah. You, you can't, how can you call uh, a person bad because okay. they were just given 
the cards they were dealt with, right? You they weren't they didn't get to choose their brain. They sure, didn't sure, get sure. to choose the chemicals that fire that right. make them, you know, do the things that they do. Well, that's why. Okay, let's break this down into two things, right? And we talked about it a little bit on the last podcast randomly, but let's break it down to two things, right? Okay. There's judging someone for being good or bad just on an ethical level moral level on mm-hmm. like oh you're good you're bad just what I, I judge on what you. we've all agreed to right to right by 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 society right okay and mm-hmm. then there's uh how we treat them there's what we think of them how we judge them on a conceptual level, the abstract concept of good or bad. Mm-hmm. And then there's a practical, what do we do with them? What's the punishment or what's the not punishment, right? right? Some of this is almost seeming like, hey, you know, it's almost like if you're about to punish someone for a bad choice, right? Someone comes along and says, hey, everyone makes mistakes. Right. That doesn't mean they have to pay for them the rest of their mm-hmm. life. What's well, interesting that we didn't, that you're not going to acknowledge that, well, it depends on the mistake like we just did. Right. Because obviously it does. Right. Obviously, in society, we think there's such a thing as you paying for the rest of your life. Right. There's sometimes right where someone comes along, and murders a bunch of school children in cold blood with a, with a gun. Right. And no one's going, oh, no, life in prison. Come on now. Everyone makes mistakes. Right. Very few people. And maybe the younger they are, the more chances you might get that argument. But let's say you got a 50-something-year-old dude, a 60-year-old dude who shoots a bunch of kids, like every, a thousand percent of the people. Gandhi will come out and just go, well, just kill him. That's one bad one. Let's just kill him. You know? Eye for eye. Yeah, I said that when I was younger. <laughs> kill that motherfucker. I mean, yeah, I think it's just for the, you know what I mean? It depends. It depends on the mistake, right? So, uh, but like the other day I was saying, it's like, I don't need to sit here and judge you as good or bad or evil or whatever this shit. Because for me, it does. Ma- I do take it all the way down to your origin story when you were a little fucking sperm and egg. Right. 23 chromosomes from mom, 23 from dad. And I don't know what the cards you got dealt. Right. And I know that can get fucked up. Right. I know you can be raised in a fucked up thing. I know it can look like you had everything. You were rich and you had all the privilege, but you still came out fucked up. And I don't think that's any more your fault than if you're born in the ghetto and raised by shit fuck tongue. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, I know humans go through this Byzantine fucking come out fucked up. Right. That just happens. So when I, you know, one side of this, like I said, we're breaking two things. One side of this is I don't care about going how good or bad you were. In the end, uh, if you, if I even do say, okay, you're kind of bad because you're murdering people and you're shit, I see that as bad technically. I'm not judging anybody as like, how could you, how dare you? I don't have that. I just go, I know how could, I know how dare. Because sometimes right. fucking that's what happens, that's what happens sometimes. I'm not fooled by the fact right. that I know it can go that way. So I don't ask those questions anymore. Right. But I do ask, therefore, what do we do about it? That's the second thing. Right. Right. So that, and that's an important distinction to make. Right. I, I think a lot of us don't make that first distinction. Mm. We just go rapist, murderer, this Good and that. Bad. Then I'm so much better than you because I would never do it. Therefore, I can sit here and just like. Spit, but I wonder like how, many, down. like how many people like serial killers, right? Like right. I wonder if they're like, I'm so glad I'm a serial killer. Like, of I course, mean, of course some people are, some <laughs> but people, but I, I mean, I wonder if there's some, they're like, fuck, 
Like, I don't know what this urge is inside of me that makes me want to do this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, well, I know. Like, it's so, all, it's all uh, like, you know, I mean, toss up, right? Take the animal cruelty, right? We were just discussing the other day, right? There's a fine line between a farmer and an animal cruelty person, right? Right. There's a fine line between a farmer and a person who's cruel to animals, because they're both killing the animal, but one is doing it humanely for food, and the other one's just doing it for fun or for kicks or whatever. And maybe there's a psychopath farmer who got into farming specifically, so like he Dexter, killed. Like a Dexter sure. farmer? Sure. I'm hiding as a farmer because it's okay to just kill a bunch of animals here. You know, who knows? And I don't say farmer like they're the only person, like whatever, person in the country who's just used to killing animals and that's just, they're hunting them, they're killing them, and maybe <laughs> they don't, it, it's not even about killing them nicely yeah there might be some i know some people specifically who told me it's like look god put us on earth in terms of order and all the animals that exist that's our right to do whatever the fuck we want with them wow yeah oh yeah there's a bunch of people uh, who use uh religion and not even religion just that argument that argument floats around of like look we're what? superior and we can do it. D- yeah. And to think otherwise is some bullshit lib crap that you're coming in to ruin the fucking way that it is. That shit's for me. That shit. I'm a chosen. I God's people. And that shit's for me. Right. That's, well, how, uh, I think millions think that way. Right. And, and how about also like, uh, I just saw this um, article about like Florida and um, right. they have an iguana problem. Right. And they're like over, like the iguanas are really bad. They're over, so mm. they allow, um, they left it open. Like you can go and just hunt iguanas. Like right. you can just kill them. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know if they have. I don't. Th- I don't know if people are doing it humanely or not or whatever. Right, right, right. But there's a guy who um, he's like called the real, real Tarzan on um, on Instagram. But he goes around and because he doesn't want to, you know, have them suffer. You right, know? right. So right. he goes and collects them all and right, stuff. Right, and right. Um, like, it's like a constant, like, I mean, because they're just multiplying so quickly. Right. But is that wrong? It's like, we don't want them multiplying because that's an inconvenience for us. Right. So let's just kill them. Like, they're still, right. you know, like, when is it okay? Well, you know, like, if they're endangered, it's not okay. But then if there's too many of them, like, kill them fuckers, you know? Well, yeah, well, it's all interesting to me, right? Like, I mean, I heard, uh, you know, Joe Rogan make the argument once that's like, everybody talks about animal cruelty and they care so much about these animals. He's like, if you did care, you'd be out hunting with me. Because if you just let them be, the chances that, uh, let's say, whatever. Uh, Deer or something? Yeah, some whoever, like, you know, uh, bison or what all these things is like the chances that kill, get killed by a coyote or, or whatever. And suffer. And suffer way like the chance. You were to do the data of like how many animals die in the wild by, by eating, being eaten viciously and ferociously by their, by their hunter, right? Just like in Predator and Prey, right? How much of that is going on while you sit back and put on Facebook, I don't think you should be allowed to shoot animals. He's like, we're out here purposefully studying a population, getting it down to where it it hurts less people and hurts less of themselves. We train ourselves to kill them in in humane way, the term humane is so funny, yeah. in ways that are the least amount of suffering possible. Yeah. It's like, we hunters, this is what his argument was, and I just was intrigued by the argument, we're the ones who really care about animal cruelty. Mm. 
while you all fucking go up here typing away talking about your virtue signaling about like you guys you guys are so mean how could you do it while eating a fucking burger yeah you're eating a burger while typing like you fuckers so look uh, you know is that just a justification so that people can go kill animals i I don't know maybe a little bit both maybe you got a person who is born and just thinks about killing things can't help it decides that i'm gonna be a hunter i'm gonna take on that argument and truly it's just a psychopath with a fucking hunter gear on and they're about any second now they could turn on somebody and who know i don't know but also maybe they really just think that right and how am i supposed to know yeah and they really just believe i'm the one out here who really cares about animal cruelty y'all just fucking talk i mean that's 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 yeah so then that's where like the good and bad gets really blurred it gets blurry right i don't know even how to get to the bottom of that question of who's good or bad myself or someone else i know we all out here trying to survive and whoever fucking made our product is shitty and it sucks for all of us it reminds me of uh that um when we did that film right for the missile for the missile called right. uh, Hawaii Lucky We Live. Look it up on YouTube. It's right here if you're looking. That one's a great uh, Yeah, it's right here on this uh, YouTube channel. If you guys are watching on the YouTube, YouTube channel, just go check it out. Hawaii Lucky We Live. And yeah. uh, we talked about, right, like what would you do? Because we were, you know, we had to shelter right wherever you were. Right. You had to, uh, you know, you could be stuck there for like two weeks, they said. Right, right, right. right. What do you do if a stranger's like banging on your door, like, help me, my family, and then you let them in? You don't know who you're letting in. Right. But you don't want this person to, if the missile did hit, right, to just be sitting outside in radiation and sure. fall out, right? Uh, yeah, that's so why I asked the question. It's bring tough. Bring them in. Right. And then, so we had some people like, of course I would bring them in. Right. And it's like, do you have children? Yes. You would bring in a stranger into your home they could be a serial killer you don't know right. who, like around your children it's very interesting like, like sam the man said hell no he's like if no. i if i don't know you nobody's coming in this house and i don't i'm sorry that you're gonna get radiated to death on my lawn like uh, does that make him a bad person i mean i don't that's my I point that's why that's my point because like if, if he lets someone in and his kids get like hurt or they raped or kid, whatever like, whatever it is right <laughs> right i mean and you look at what he did well why did they do it well because i let strangers in the house yeah but i had this reason it just you would uh, who's soothed by that nobody's soothed by that everyone just feels like what the fuck did i just do right i my my most important job here on this earth people will confess once they have kids is to be a fucking protector and a a provider for these children and i fucking i had one job and to for a stranger i do think that uh, it's hard to just come at sam and say you fucking asshole there's a lot of other reasons you can say that about sam (laughs) (laughs) but that's a you know i that answer is like he would say you judge me right i'm like i don't judge you I don't judge yeah. you. I 100% understand why someone would answer that way. Of course, Guy Hoggy, shout out to Guy Hoggy, who just went up and tried to fly in, in the Blue Angels this past weekend. He was up there <laughs> uh, uh, looking Asian as ever, but that's just probably the, the G-force. Um, he said, guarantee he would let whoever in. Cause, and his reasoning was like, look, man. I would want to be let in. I would want to be let in was his argument. Also, what are the chances? Come on, what are the chances? He just thinks, look, bottom line is, I think the chances are really low. But maybe that just shows where Guy Hockey lives. (laughs) It's less likely. Let me tell you this. I would be much more willing to let a stranger in now where I live than I did a few years (laughs) back. Sure. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So look, I mean, I just think the reality is not so easily faced with these black and white answers, right? It yeah. takes a little bit of nuance, right? Yeah. So it's true. Everybody makes mistakes. It's true. It does mean they're human, but I, I'm going to decide how much punishment that, that they deserve based on case that by case. Yeah. One thing I'm going to do is I'm never going to judge them ethically or morally in the way that most people do in the sense that I truly understand that I, I think sharks, sharks are sharks, sharks humans were, are humans. Yeah. We're all kind of crazy animals, but that's not going to stop me from acting out a practical idea like stay away from me you should go to prison right. uh, I, I punish you by kicking you out of my house kicking you out of my my family kicking you out of my company right. I might fine you I might uh, arrest you I might whatever I might do is going to be case by case on the mistake you make. I will not let the fact that I don't judge you harshly in the philosophical area allow the practical side of me to be any less harsh if I need to be. Right. I can hold those seemingly two opposed uh, ideas in my head at once because yeah. I think that's that's the smarter way to be. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> A mistake that makes you humble is better than an achievement that makes you arrogant. Yeah, I like that. I like, like that. Let too. me try. I, I can try to poke holes into it for fun because that's always like my mind likes to play devil's advocate. A mistake that makes you humble is better than I mean, uh, better than an achievement that makes you arrogant. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like the whatever achievement you got, if it makes you arrogant, surely, surely, I always see that come back to just get you. It always comes back to get you. Yeah. And a mistake that makes you humble, I mean, I guess it's sometimes it can be a big mistake, right? Lose millions of dollars. Ooh, an arrest, I, I arrest, like, a, a 20-year arrest. And you do, I guess. It's I can, like, oh. I wonder if someone like Andrew Tate again, right? right it's right. like, I think he he's like, uh, shit. I don't care if I'm arrogant. Like, yeah, right. my achievements fucking because I worked hard, you know, right. or whatever, you know, and he probably wouldn't be ever be humble. <laughs> well, I think Andrew Tate, he explained this once and he says, like, look, he doesn't think he's arrogant. He thinks he's accurate. Mm. He thinks you think he's arrogant. Ah. And he thinks that it's predictable that you would call him arrogant and he's okay with that. Because, because the achievements you gain from seeming arrogant to the masses is worth it. But most people are peasant losers, his words. Ah. And they care so much about what others think that they're not willing to be seen as as arrogant in order to get the achievement. So, wow. Okay, Which so has some... That has some truth. I hate the Tate, but sometimes okay. the Tate's bait ain't worth hating. Sometimes. So then you have sometimes. to check yourself then, right? I like, do think. Could it be that there are no um, like rich assholes that that Well, maybe, no, 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 no. I think there are rich that, assholes, but there are also us projecting assholes on people who are doing things in a way that we just haven't figured out is probably a smarter way to do it. But we're so, we are bitches and we are so like, oh no, what will people think? We are, that's, I don't disagree with that part. And I do think sometimes true humility is being willing to be looked at as arrogant when really that's not what you've chosen. You know, I'll even say like, I mean, a perfect example of that is the Dark Knight at the end, right? A Dark Knight at the end. 
remember. Heath Ledger's Joker, not Joker, uh, movie, right? That's the movie, The Dark Knight. And then you had, um, uh, who was Batman? The Chris, Christian Bale. Christian Bale was uh, Batman. Yeah. And he said, right, he said to the Joker, uh, uh, no, no, he didn't say that the Joker. Harvey Dent was the politician. So I'm just setting up the characters, right? Okay. So Harvey Dent was the guy that Batman wanted to vote in. Two-Face. Right? He ended up being Two-Face, right? But the part of the plot of the movie was Gotham needs someone to believe in, right? And Batman knew that what really needed to happen to fix Gotham was dirty work, right? The Dark Knight the vigilante right so he wanted he wanted like uh harvey dent to be the face of hope that people look could look to and they didn't mind he didn't mind in the end being the scapegoat people mm. blamed him they said mm. batman is fucking causing all this shit right so he literally he literally did the deed to help gotham though his reputation suffered i see you know what i'm saying yeah so i do think a lot of times we choose what looks humble and is arrogant versus what looks arrogant and is is actually humble mm. you know what i mean and the only way you choose the latter of looking arrogant and being actually humble which i don't think is andrew tate by the way <laughs> but i do like that concept right, right? right i do think uh you know in order for you to choose that route you really really have to believe right that that's the better way and mm. be satisfied with not only no one knowing what a good deed you did, even thinking you did a, a horrible, arrogant deed, you know, which is what the Dark Knight was facing. So let them think them. Let them fucking hate me like Harvey Dent, right? Mm -hmm. I'll just do what it needs because that's a true, that's a true hero is mm -hmm. kind of what maybe I think the plot is saying. True, the, and the true heroes in society are the ones just doing the work that is solving problems regardless of how many likes it gets them. Right. Right. Minus the, the caring about the likes. Right. Not only, not only, you see, it's even further, right? It's not even not caring about the likes. It's actually getting hate. Right. And still choosing that act that's helping us solve problems. Right, right what's the actual solution to the problem right so to suggest that maybe don't fucking just throw you know books out into the world that like we need to invest in our future don't you want to do more good because that looks like that's the harvey dent right mm -hmm. but it's two-faced in the sense of do you actually care that the boat has a hole in it and you're just inviting more people on this boat but you look good by well feeding and quelling the panic of those on a boat that's destined to sink but at least you look good at least you wrote right. a book at least everybody's going look at this guy who's starting a revolution of good oh my god and am i doing enough good i need to do more good meanwhile i'm the <laughs> asshole back here the dark knight <laughs> who's going hey 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 why don't we just fucking put a condom in the hole of the boat let's party it doesn't have to be a condom it could just be a it could be a it could be oh, but it i'm using be. the metaphor right so the language is important <laughs> in our particular the, our particular hole that we're talking about is the but dick hole yeah. 
the dick hole is where all problems start. Let's let's just be honest. It could be um, <laughs> a uh, what was I going to say? Like you know, we talked about this. Like, what if you could just put something in the water or something, right? Mm-hmm. That could just sterilize everyone, right? right. It's painless. It just like you just drink right. the water and then right. nothing happens. You shoot blank. Well, again, right? That's a great question, right? And I have to seriously question how much of a hero I want to be, right? Because then if I get caught. Yeah. Right? So how much? Like, yeah, you would. And I don't want to pretend to sit here like I'm such a good person that that'll be easy for me. I'll just risk my entire life's right, freedom. Right, right. And if I get caught, you think the world's going to be like, yeah, but he was trying to do good. No, they're going to be asshole. Right. Asshole. The one dream of my life is to have a kid and you just, without my consent, that's literally like opposite of rape. <laughs> it's like the anti-rape rape. Like you rape me of being able to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So like, I, that's, I rather just tell you what I think, write it in a book and die peacefully while you guys fight right, it. Right. But I feels good to me like, to say it. You're not actually trying to solve this. Like- Only because I think it's way, way low percentage and I'm not going to risk my you own. You don't want to get stabbed in the eye. Because I just think that that's what I'm lying to myself. You're not Braveheart. I'm, I, that, exactly. That's the youth and the lack of wisdom I used to have where it's like, at all costs, <laughs> I idealism over practicality no 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 i realized that i was born a slave to this body nobody asked to come here and i'm not taking up your revolution just because it makes me feel good for a little while while it puts me in actual real danger no and i say to you people listen today say no like be think global but act local Local. is still what i say we do that's the right advice Let's keep doing that because it's the local people, your the girl that you spend your life with, your yeah. kids, your dogs, the neighbors you live next to. Yeah. I just keep it like say keep your focus on that. Let's okay. let's love and treat each other here. I'm not saying so we're fuck. not putting anything in the water. Yeah, no. I know. Okay. And if I did what I tell you, no, no. of course not. <laughs> You know, and I, you know, in abstract concept, I, yeah, everybody on the planet I wish well for, but how much is my time and energy invested in for y'all? I mean, maybe you'll read this book I write one day. Maybe by some random chance, the gods of randomness and algorithms will get your face in the middle of this podcast and you'll hear some of these truth bombs that I dropped. Maybe. But I, it's not my fucking responsibility to live and die for if I'm honest. I hope it for you. I wish it for you. But what I'm willing to do with my short time here on this life, and I hope this resonates with you all, think global, but act local. Act local. I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that. Love you guys. I love all you. Right. I love you with my local focus. <laughs> Closer you are to me and the more you affect my life. The more I think about you and love you. That's just me being human. Being Today's honest. It's just Monday. So have a happy Monday. Yeah. Do that. And we'll see you when we see you. Love it. Love it. <laughs> see you in the next one.